afternoon, good evening. Um, it's the Bottled Soccer Podcast. Uh, it's me, Nestor, once again, joined here by Henry once again, and it's two guys, two mics, two pints, and we're here for the number one hundred seven. Yes, sir. One hundred seven. Um, how's it going, man? How did you fare with the international break? So far, um, it's been surprising on all fronts. I would say. Some surprising score lines, some surprising, um, I would say, outstanding performances from players that maybe I didn't expect. Uh, but altogether, it was it was interesting, I would say. I don't know if I could say it's indicative of, of the way things will be. Uh-huh. But it, was, it did give a lot of people something to bite on. And I think a lot of people are making a meal out of some of the, uh, you know, games. I think, um, I think we found out quite a bit um and it's hard to gauge because a lot of players right now one they're in between their their um their club schedule right well the european players anyway uh a lot of players were maybe in a good form and then you go to a shitty international team or a team that's still kind of trying to figure out where they're at so there's maybe a lack of chemistry cohesion whatever you want to call it and uh and then there's players that are really just trying to save their legs like i I don't understand the idea that you're you're putting a team that's playing in the world cup versus a team that's not because you know we find out that sometimes there's a little bit of envy there and the the team that's not in the world cup might be a little reckless maybe maybe not so much like they're really out for blood or anything but they don't have a lot yeah, to lose. They don't have anything to lose. So <laughs> for them, it's just another game against another team they probably don't even like. So I don't understand that. Like, why would why would you put Argentina against Honduras? Honduras, by the way, have been historically very rough. Yeah, that's a rough team. Always, they're a rough team to play. So why would you why would you set up a, a match like that? I don't, that doesn't make sense. Yeah, you'd maybe want to set up a, a match against, like, Denmark or... If that, like, a team yeah. that's, like, you know, not going to be so uh, corpulent and then you know, all you, around. And then you figure that some players are just not going 100%. They're trying to save their legs for their clubs and that to too. avoid injury. Yeah, I think even, like, for their club's sake, like, how can you get G'd up for Saudi Arabia if you're worried about your starting spot in a Premier League club or... In a Bundesliga club or, you know, wherever. I think, and this, ex, you know, extends to all players all around the world. But for some players, I think club football is as important. Despite being a World Cup, you know, that's coming. Realistically, certain players know how likely they are to win the whole thing. And I feel like some players aren't arsed. I'm just, that's the way I see it. At least in this international window. So, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting dynamic. Uh, they were interesting comments made by a variety of of coaches both you know specifically uh, you know for where we pertain uh, tata martino and greg berhalter right now it feels like they're both on the hot seat and and while everybody was making much noise about you know canada they looked kind of bad against uruguay so concacaf right now is down bad it seems (laughs) yeah i think everyone took a loss yeah um but I, i guess before we get more specific into those teams it it's kind of like a thing where teams a lot of teams look flat not just not just United States and and Mexico but um, Portugal but Portugal for the last couple of years and everyone just points straight to their manager England same thing you know they 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 have a team with a ton of talent but play like a very safety first type type style 
uh, German team, kind of flat. Um, Spain, a lot of people are are kind of complaining about them. So it's like a common thing right now. I feel. Yeah. And and again, players are just I don't I just don't think they're bothered right now. They don't want to get hurt. They don't want to risk missing on the World Cup. And there have been a few players that it looks like. Um, Sabaleta's picture. I know, eh? That's um, so throwback. Uh, you know, Ronaldo Araujo is, I think, the most notable one that's that picked up an injury that's going to keep him out of the World Cup. Yeah, that's the most severe one, and with big implications uh, for Uruguay. That's a very, very important player for them because uh, they don't have many like him on that team. Uh, well, that's at, a Barcelona starting center back, you know? That's Yeah, not- and, and I will say he's not, like, amazing, I will say. But, I mean, for them... It's super important for them to have yeah. him in a time where Godin isn't fully available like that anymore, and Jimenez is, is really the only other guy that really is even within an earshot. But, yeah, tough. It's tough to see the injuries, um, especially so close to, like, you know, what some people say is the most important tournament in world football. So, yeah. Um, oh, you got something you want to say there? No, no, no. I, I'm not saying I agree or disagree. Uh-huh. I, it's, 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 it's one of those that's very difficult I think uh, it's it's very and we'll we'll touch more on that on the week of the World Cup and maybe we can have our our raunchy opinions on that. But <laughs> for now, I'm like, I, I feel like it still it still feels distant, you know. So I don't want to yeah. talk about. Yeah, we're under. Much. I think we're fifty three days away. Yeah, fifty two, fifty three days away. So um, five weeks, know, right? Little, Something little like that. Uh, just under two months. Sorry, um, five weeks. I said uh, eight weeks. I believe right. Or seven weeks, pretty much, you could say. Yeah. What, what, yeah. Some, uh, some, somewhere like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, just about eight weeks. Fuck it. Yeah, let's just say that. But, um, yeah, I think it's um, it's been like a, a, just a weird window because half of the world is doing friendlies and then the European part is doing this. They're still trying to trick us into believing that the League of Nations or Nations League is a thing or something that, that, that teams are really competing for that are breaking their back as if it's another euro it's not and it and the the way the tournament works is is a very um it's it's confusing they they set out like they sent out like a like an explanation of how it works like if a tournament needs instructions Mm -hmm. I, i just i don't think uh i don't think it has a lot of value um but uh I guess while we're on the topic, England was relegated to Nations League B, whatever that means, or the second tier. I don't, I don't. Do you, do you understand how that works? Yeah, yeah. It's it's weird. It's like a. It's like, it's like a league. It's like a league. But if if I see it this way, it's like a league divided into fours. I think it's four divisions. But I mean, it like I you know it's it's still premature. But currently, Italy's in the top. You know the top tier of that tournament. And they're not in the World Cup, so I don't know how much weight you could put on it right, right now. I don't know if the players even care for for it much yet until it comes around to the time where they start competing for the Nations League trophy. And by then, you have to finish, I think, in the top uh, of your group and, you know, also, uh, you know, make it past the knockout. So it's, yeah, it's still very weird, and I don't know if it's as important, you know? Yeah. So well, let, I guess let's let's talk about the the disappointment that England's been so far internationally. Um, you know, Gareth Southgate's catching a lot of heat right now just due to 
selection, due to the way the team plays. Um, with an international team as as talent rich as England can have, uh, I, I would say they can be they can be a favorite to win it, right? Yeah, I, I mean they right now they a good contender a contender, but yeah, they don't look. Like um, they don't look like they're the real. Dude. They're not playing like it for sure. They they haven't for a while. I think really the their best display was during the Euros, you know where they obviously get to the final against Italy. Uh, but other than that, I mean, when has England impressed at at a World Cup? Never. Like I I can't at least in recent memory, you know. I'm and I've been watching the impressed World Cup. Impressed in terms of playing well or in terms of getting far because they made Both. It to the semifinal last yeah. time. Yeah. That but that's not saying much, you know, like and they and they kind of just barely made it there and and like you know more notably they some of the knockout games that they've had where they lost to Costa Rica that one year, um it's just they they don't have a good CV basically and and I think for us to anticipate it is still kind of hard to to believe at least for me but but on paper they should be better though that's the that's the knock in my opinion is. And you know it has me looking at it a little bit different too. Maybe it's also a fair display at how much English footballers are overhyped. Possibly, like maybe we have this conception of or perception of what they are and how they fare in the world. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But maybe the reality is that, especially tactically speaking, and this is where Southgate comes into play. Mm-hmm. They're still lacking. They're very, you know, bread, you know, and 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 milk, you know. Well, where are where do all the best uh, English players play? In England, right? No, but I mean, like, what clubs? Oh, well, yeah, uh, yeah. You got but some in Liverpool. You got some in City. You got, yeah. Uh, Tottenham. Tottenham. Foreign-influenced clubs, let's let's say, for the sake of, of what we're talking about. Yeah, but tactically, the, but they still have to play in those styles. And then you... So, tactically, those teams are the best teams. They're usually on the front foot. Right. Um... Whereas you have Southgate playing a, a very safe style, and, and then they, and then you talk about Southgate. Well, you also have to bring into question how the fuck did he get there, and how has he been there for so long? Yeah, that that's a whole other you know dilemma, and the way they appoint managers is is it's very weird. You know, it's the FA, and it's very secretive. You don't really know how people get the shout to even get the job. Yeah, but. England have produced some decent footballing minds, at least uh, some that are more advanced as far as the way they think of attacking football. Well, the way they play the game is completely different than the way they've been managed. As you've said, they, they've been very lackluster in most World Cups since they won it, I guess. I, I used to have a professor in college that he was a Liverpool fan, and I think there was a, the, the one in Russia about to go on, and I, we, were, we would talk about it, and I was like, so what, what's your thoughts on England? He's like, I. Right. I have no illusion for them. When they had the best team that I've ever seen England have, you know, with Beckham, with Neville, with Rio Ferdinand, you know, uh, Paul Scholes, uh, you know, just the whole lot, Gerard Lampard, they underperformed so bad, you know. They they, yeah. they undersold, they they were just bad all around, and he's like, I, it's really hard for me to have, like, any faith. And but I don't know. They're also a very cynical culture. Too. No, they are, too. I mean, they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're very... Culture anti like dick writing as we as we call it here they're like they're hard to impress and they'll they'll forever be that but let's be real they they've they haven't impressed for a while 
Now, there are certain young talents that have the potential to tip England over the edge. And I point yeah. to guys like Bellingham, Foden, uh, Saka, who's, who's looked really good. I think that next generation is very powerful in, in what they can do. But currently, I still think that England's missing something. And I think it really starts with the creativity side as far as like what they're doing on the field. I don't know. They're a stacked team. I, I they find are, it but hard to, to really to really accept that. Maybe, I don't know, because Kane is still good. You still have Grealish. Um, their, their biggest question, I guess, is who are they going to put it right back? And right now it's been between, well, for a while it's been between Walker, Trippier, and Trent, Trent Arnold, and, and now Reese James. You know, um, and, it, and it kind of looks like Trent is not going to make it to the World Cup. Yeah, that's kind of tough, but you know, it, it's also a, a system thing. But also, you can't really, you can't really uh, discount the fact that he he kind of might deserve to go or should go. I would like to see him as a inverted fullback on the left. Personally, just, say, fuck it and just My- make him a full time winger. That too, that too. But I'm saying there's room for him on the English national team, off talent, off merit. But he doesn't fit into the way that Southgate's going to want to play, you know? He doesn't have that that nuance to create a team that's going to make false runs and create spaces where he can, you know, come play the way that Klopp maybe do maybe doesn't, and so does Pep and other managers. I, I don't know. It's And it's difficult to implement on a national team because you only have the guys for so long. Yeah. And, and everybody's on a different, you know, mindset. It's just crazy. You have such an exciting team, like you said. It's <laughs> it English, is. It's exciting, Bellingham. yeah. Um, Mason Mount. Sure. Uh-huh. Uh, Harry Kane. Declan. You, you have a bunch of exciting players. And, and you play like butt. Play like straight butt. Yeah, they're, they're not good, man. I um, And I think, yeah, it's probably the manager. I think they'll come to that decision after the World Cup. And if they underperform, you know, they'll... What's underperforming? Un- for them, underperforming would be like not making it out of the group. Or, oh, yeah, or, no, or, that's a catastrophe. And yeah, then, if not, like, the second, the next level would be, like, getting embarrassed in the first knockout stage. Anything past that is, is pretty England mainstream as far as what they normally <laughs> like, produce. Like a, like a quarterfinal exit. But you also have to consider who you're playing against, too. Well, no, I'm saying there's some good teams in if there. If you lose to, like you said, Saudi Arabia, yeah, that's not, that's not going to really cut it. But if you lose to, you know, someone that's eventual champions or, or close to it, like Portugal or Germany... That's that's gonna happen. There's no shame. That that can happen. That can happen, and that'll depend too on the way on how they finish in their group, as well. So like, yeah, um, we'll have to monitor that. I I don't have high aspirations. I'd love to root for England, and I I would love for them to prove me wrong, and maybe this is a tournament where they can gather results, say the way that Italy did in the Euros, where it wasn't always pretty, but it was gutsy. Some were set pieces. Some were just like nasty defensive performances but it it got the job done so um yeah man it's gonna be fun it's gonna be interesting Uh, and and they got a whole set of problems but talent is not one of them whereas maybe if we talk about tata martino and and greg there's there's question marks in different areas but you know talent is definitely not one of them for england yeah and then the other team that's kind of disappointing as well um is um portugal I don't know if you've been able to see any of, of their games, but their biggest detractor, the, the their biggest like anchor, definitely has been their manager. 
and he's been their manager for a very long time, uh, Fernando Santos. Um, I mean, they had to rely on Coach Ronaldo to to win the Euro, and I think that's that's what he's like milking his time in Portugal for. Is that is that fucking? I don't want to call it a fluke because you know they, I guess they they won it fair and square, but. I mean, France was the better team, right? Yeah, for, but for that Euro, I think England was a better team in in the last Euros too. It's like the best team against does, Italy. I thought I thought England was better. Yeah, uh, as far as attacking and creating, yeah, they. I mean, I don't know. I don't have the stats off the, off the yeah. top, but I remember uh, Italy won the game the same way they won most of their I, games I, in I the tournament. I remember England grabbing their ankles. Like there was moments where well, I mean, had they the chance and they start off they, strong. They went to extra time, I think, coming back from a goal, and then they lost in extra time, or on penalties. Oh, it was on penalties because Saka, right? He missed it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It was it was a very hard fought match where England clearly were just pressing it all night. Um, you know, I don't know if you recall. I, I, I know it's been a while, but I, yeah, I remember uh, Italy playing them off the pitch. I yeah, I, I must have been watching a different game, uh, but. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going to be similar to that, you know. Um, that's all you need sometimes just to get the results. And and that that's but cup football. Way, they're, they're, but they're very frustrated. And they did get a pretty big win. I'm not even remembering against two. I think they won 4-1 um, at, at some point over the break. But they're, they're just, for all the talent that they have, they're just not, I don't know. They're just not convincing. And in a different way that than uh, England are. And the way that England played safe, it feels like Portugal's playing with no sense, you know? Um, yeah. And they're deep as fuck. Portugal is so deep right now. They're just... They have so much talent. Um, one, of, one of the kind of plot points to that was just everyone... Uh, I don't want to say everyone, but... Ronaldo's kind of being made a scapegoat. He didn't score at all. Um, someone said that he got a pre pre assist. Which, yeah, <laughs> which is two passes off of off of the assist. Um, just trying to find any way to give him credit. Uh, maybe maybe you won't be as generous as I am in this kind of thing, but <laughs> do you feel like uh, it's warranted? I think so. Yeah, I think there are better players than him. Uh, players that offer more. And it's no shame to say about a guy that's at 37, right? We think that's, I think that's his age. I, I, I think that's that's like um, a fair age to assume that you're not as serviceable to a team as you used to be. Listen, he's a legend. They're best ever. But, you know, there's guys like Rafael Leao that currently are just more capable on and off the ball. Um, better dribblers, you know, better finishers even. Um Maybe not on, like, you know, aerial ability, but I mean more with, you know, just technical ability in the box. And that's that's what the football is today. And, and you know, you, you can mention guys like Diogo Jota and, and Bernardo Silva. Um, even Pedro Neto can offer more, um, you know. So I think it's no shame, but I don't, I don't think he's the reason why they're playing bad. But I think that's an area where Portugal can improve. Now, if we're talking about out-and-out -out striker... Andres Silva is, is the only guy that I really would feel confident putting up there. Um, but Rafael Leao is playing out of his skin, too. So, yeah, just to name a few. Well, yeah, and and for his credit, he's more of a he's more of a winger, like a yeah, yeah, winger. yeah, yeah. He's but, but he can finish very well. Yeah, yeah, um, 
And that's the thing, though. A lot of a lot of these Portuguese Portuguese guys, Portuguese, um, Poltergeist. <laughs> like Jota is a great finisher. Uh, Leal, great finisher. Uh, I haven't really heard of Andre Silva though. Last He's year nice. he was playing great. Last year he was playing great, and uh, I haven't heard much this season so far. Yeah, but, I mean... Maybe he's got, like, that sort of sneaky tally where he's not talked about a whole lot, but he's on, like, five or six goals right now. Could be, could be. Up. That's not, that's not, yeah, it's not really that impressive. I mean, I guess, given the where we are, we're at in the season, it's actually pretty good, but... Well, I mean, in terms of goals, that's that's pretty good. Six, seven games uh, into a season? Shoot. I think uh, Haaland's already having yeah. that Messi-Ronaldo type of skew on my stats. Uh, yeah, man, he's, uh, yeah... It's, it's oh, he's at zero goals, man, for the league. But how many assists? He's out. He's on zero. He's got no numbers. Is he injured? He, he's got to be injured. Andre, look at me. Are you injured? Boom. Nah, just kidding. Nah, nah. But there's uh, there's other guys, too. Like, let's not forget uh, Gonzalo Gerdish. Yeah. Yeah, well, he's, a, he's a little more central, like a, a little like deeper line. So he's going to be more of a creator versus a, a finisher. Um. I know I there's mean, somebody I'm forgetting, by the way. I know, I know. I, I'm, it's I feel, pissing me off. I feel pretty bad about it, too, because I know. I know there has Because I, I would play with this team a lot on FIFA. Oh, um, uh, he plays for uh, Sevilla. I want to say his name's Rafa. He might, or he might play on Benfica. Sorry, it's it's a red team for sure, but he's very good as well. You're talking about Rafa Mir? No, no. Ra- oh. I, I know who that Yeah, I know that, that dude's nice, too, but he's Spanish, I believe. Uh. Yeah, Rafa, um, he's pretty good, you know. So they they have a, a nice mix, a nice pick. Um, no, Silva's not injured, man. <laughs> he's just just he's not just doing bun. it. Well, Where is he at a, now? Oh, he's not really getting a whole lot of playing time. Is he at uh, Red Bull now? No, no, yeah, he's still at he's still at uh, Leipzig. Because when he was at Frankfurt, that that was when he was at his best, and then Red Red Bull bought him and. Well, you're, he's competing with Werner now, and um, and and yeah, exactly him as well, and. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I he mean, could his, definitely his use minutes, a move. His minutes have been going up and down, uh, so he'll play a lot of time one game and then two games down. Yeah, so he's not getting like a whole lot of playing time, but of the games that he has played a lot, he hasn't got numbers, and that's not all you want. But from a center forward, you would think. Yeah, you but think when you're not a starter, I, you know it's more. tough. <laughs> yeah, but anyway. Um, uh, moving on from that, uh, you know, Portugal, as strong as they look or can be, maybe they'll turn it off in the World Cup. Maybe Ronaldo, I don't know, maybe, <laughs> maybe whatever, you know. You know who has playing, been playing good, though? Uh, we'll, we'll give credit to Bernardo. We'll give uh, Bruno's been playing pretty uh, good, too. He's a bum. The defense has been good. They haven't lost, so hey, that's true. that. Well, they did lose to Spain. Well, yeah, and that 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 one's kind of that one kind of stings a little. And they're they're that's the noisy neighbors. Yeah. yeah, everyone's got like you know very similar hairlines, very similar complexion. Yeah, um, I mean like if I all taking all our girls, Rodri, sure. Rodri, if like you could like if his name was like Rodri, you know, Consenxiao, you you we could say he's Portuguese. You wouldn't know the difference. And you could say his name is Rodri, whatever it is now, and I I wouldn't be like, oh that's. It's yeah, yeah, but uh, you know, it, Spain. By the way, they don't they don't look too bad. You know, um, it's it's not like super convincing football, but it's getting results. The team itself, 
I like I like the team. It's very like hipster. I feel like it's it's got it's t- it's players that people don't know because they don't they don't know who they are because they're not glamorous. Um, yeah. With the exception of maybe like, I guess like Pedri's starting to become kind of like this you know poster boy for Spanish yeah, football. And he, but and, and like and in that he's starting to become a little a uh, little overrated. And he's kind of be kind of becoming a little cocky too. Yeah. And I feel like that's not really what we want at Barcelona. We don't but like that. And, and like it makes humility. sense because he's a, from Las Palmas or, or somewhere else. Oh, that's right. He's not a product. Yeah. He's not a product, so it, it kind of makes sense. He, it wasn't instilled in him, but um, I, I do want to take a second though because a lot of it, a lot of his clips have been showing up on my TL lately, and I don't mind it. But uh, Busquets, man, it, did, did he is he making it? Oh, he has to. He has to. Oh, even even off of, even off of like just garbage minutes. I think he's just too good not to. Uh, not to take, and he's a legend, and I know oh, he, I, I've been yeah, seeing videos too. I've been just they've been popping up on my TL for a, for like the last week. I'm like the way he turns his body and and adjusts the pass on a one touch. It's like, wait, this guy's a robot. The ball, the ball, yeah, no, the ball exists solely to to be massaged by his presence. Yeah, but fuck, man. That's a beautiful player to watch. Yeah, Very yeah. Beautiful. It was a nice moment too. They played Cadiz earlier this year, and um, he he was one of the few players that uh, stuck around and was like constantly talking to Magico Gonzalez, who came to watch the game. Mm-hmm. And like growing up, uh, Magico was actually playing with Barcelona one season, loan in and out, in and out, in and out, like around when Maradona was playing. So like the fact that like Busquets knew who he was, I was like, yeah, that's pretty dope, you know, like. Um, Seeing him like, yeah, respects the game, game recognized game. But yeah, Busquets is is good, man, and he's I, kind of irreplaceable. I know, like, uh, the next natural guy up is gonna be Rodri, but different kind of player though. They're totally different. Like ha, just, some similarities, but like when it comes yeah. to the the tidy touches that Busquets does, oh, man. the just, ball rolls, like the ball rolls, the the body feints, like just the little flicks. Like they're they're not even he doesn't even change direction sometimes. But it still catches you off guard. It's it's incredible, it's incredible. And uh, like you know, if you like to play and stuff, and you want to be technical, that that's one guy that you have to look at and, and examine. They, they they really should like whenever they do these academies, they, they really I hope they do teach guys like that because it, it's it's all about subtlety with that guy. Not, it's not, he's not a flair player. Yeah, but he does things that are like wow. Anyway, enough about that. Um, Spain. Spain is like one of those teams that can be complete shit. Yeah, but yeah. they, we know they're good, but, but doesn't. But if they mean. win the World Cup, it's like, well, that's not a surprise. They're talented. They, I mean, they, we they, forget, but Laporte's gonna be healthy by then too, and and they got like a front to back that's pretty yeah, decent. Yeah, no, they're they they can be very good. They can win it all, but I, I, they can also just shit the bed. They can also get like a group stage knockout or like a round of sixteen knockout. Yeah, and and we've discussed a lot of the favorites so far, or maybe not favorites, but some of the most talented. I I haven't watched a lot of this team, but maybe you did. Uh, France. Uh, some people were saying they weren't as convincing as anticipated. Well, they've been not good for a while now. Yeah, yeah, and I know there's a a lot of you know speculation on what the locker room morale is like and the chemistry and and like it sounds like there's kind of tribes within the team. It's funny because going back to the whole thing with Pogba and his brother and the whole Black Magic thing. Yeah. Um, I, I think like the day that it was reported that 
that he did that the brother did the the voodoo or the black magic it happened to be a game where Mbappe was complete trash Jeez. and the report was that you know Pogba hired somebody to to put black magic for Mbappe to have a bad game and it just so happened that that game was he was very terrible yeah so you're like ah I'm starting to I mean, believe, believe it a bit. in these things I, I don't know if I'm quite a believer myself <laughs> um, you know, I believe in auras. Oh, that's and, so you know. weird, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it's so it's so like crazy, but it, it, like it, it, it's, it's very nonsense. common. It sounds like nonsense. Yeah, but it's very co- that belief is very common where like they're from. Yeah, not so much in France, but I mean like you know in you know parts of Africa particularly. And yeah, it's pretty wild to me, you know. And if you watch any of their league games, you see some pretty wild stuff too. And it's not unorthodox for them. It's just it's part of the game. Yeah, yeah, but um, my oracle against your oracle. Let's go. I know, right? Like when you see teams, that, uh, uh, or players like in the in the pregame, and they're all praying and stuff. Well, yeah, yeah. Who's praying harder? I just want to see, like, I just want to see like a, a thin, like, like a veneer yeah. of God just kind of like rubbing his hands. Well, who's praying harder? That's because that's who's gonna win. You know. That I went, hear you. That went very. Uh, no, no, no. But you know, it's crazy because I feel like a lot of that's a very common theme in football. You're always gonna get the guy that's persinandose and taking it to that level, and it's like it's crazy, you know. But hey, we, you know. I know. I just don't want to sound. I just want to make the pot a secular pot. Uh, I hear you, man. I personally like to keep religion out of it, but if politics can seep in, then so can religion, I guess, right? Hey, man. It's just kneeling. Yeah, man, I went there. Um, but uh, um, yeah, France hasn't been that great. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, I. I but I, but again, I, like they can just turn it on in the in the World Cup. I don't think they have a very strong group. Yeah, think things can just fucking spiral out of control, and they can score fucking twelve goals in three games. They can. They definitely can do that. Yeah. But, uh, you know, you'd say you feel more confident in Germany right now? No, 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 no. No, for me, I still got France number one. I got to put Brazil number two. They're just too good. Yeah. Uh, Number three for me would be Portugal. Four, you know, for the sake of objectivity, uh, Argentina. Uh because I guess if we're honest and we're going by performances they've done a pretty good Brazil and Argentina and and as much as I don't have a good feeling about them they've been showing up whereas the other teams have been sort of and Argentina's on the longest win streak so I mean I will (laughs) I will just dip that tea bag in your drink I wonder where we're going to put Italy outside of the cup that's where they belong (laughs) but they performed well you know so I mean they play nice. It's kind of it, it kind of sucks too because in that Germany game, I know uh, Harry Maguire was getting just grilled for that uh, you know Musiala play, and man, I feel bad for Harry Maguire. I'm, I'm tired of it because everyone's going for the cheap joke, and <laughs> it's like it, it, at this point it's it's irrelevant. It, we're we're gonna look at that one thing, and there was a stat out there I think just at halftime where, it, like looking at the numbers, he had x clearances, x balls, one that yada yada yada. It's like, yeah, he's having a good game. And then right away, I guess he concedes a penalty. But 
we ignore all the good and focus on the bad because that's the narrative like that that's what we know Maguire to be now and every now and then we have players like that like for a good while it's Phil Jones right you sign Phil Jones we sign Kun Aguero Kun Aguero do you remember when when the joke was on um, Andy Carroll yeah <laughs> or or Lord Bettner Right? Do you remember yeah. those jokes? Yeah, yeah. That, no, those are throwbacks. Right now, they're calling Darwin Nunez the uh, South American Andy Carroll. Yes. And I, I proper love that. <laughs> Tell you what. But he did score this he did uh, score. window. Yeah, he so. did score. To be fair, it's, it's just Canada. Potential dark horses. They're, hey, that's, that's becoming a common sentiment from different parts of the globe. And I'm afraid they're going to become the world's sweethearts the way Iceland was. <sighs> the way You know, the way that people love to gravitate towards that story. And... I'm not going to lie. I'm here for it. People love a fucking Cinderella story. And watch them Loki sneak out like a nice like sixth. Or, or, or uh, they'll beat like Germany 2-1 or something in the round of 16. It's like, 1-2, one, 1-2. Two, one, two. Then people are going to be and posting the Kevin Garnett clip of like, anything is possible. And then we're, we're supposed to like kiss their ass because they made it to the quarterfinal and lost the hard-fought game on penalties to Brazil or something. Yeah, I could already see the headline. Like, I'm not like... It doesn't do anything for me. They're like, France wins, but Canada wins the story of the night. It's like, they're out of here, all right? They're out of here. Um, but hey, man, it, it's been a interesting, interesting, uh, you know, window. I, it kind of did hit a little different when, you know, every, you know, broadcasting team was like, and that's the final match before the World Cup. It's <laughs> like, shit, you know, it's really here now. Like, the next fixtures we see with international jerseys are gonna be for the the big one the big battle but uh yeah man uh i don't know if you want to stay on the international and talk about what we got going on closer to home yeah no we have to we have to talk um, about it I, I guess i'll let you you know get started on your bit since i feel like it's a little fresher on me right now and yeah. also i think next week or soon we want to get ernie on here to talk about that <laughs> he he was very passionate um but yeah what were your thoughts on El Tri Well, everything? Uh, Mexico yeah. played against Peru and Colombia. Colombia's a World Cup team. Peru, fringe. Peru kind of didn't make it out of bad luck. They still didn't make it. Um, but but they're decent, yeah. They're a good team. They're, they're not bad. They're, you know, they, they do play in a difficult um, federation, confederation. So it's... I mean, I, th- I feel like Mexico should be beating both teams. Um, you know, by by what margin? It's hard to say. They're not they're not a whole lot better than Colombia, maybe only ever so slightly. Um, on paper, I guess. Uh, but I guess the common theme since uh, well, for a good while now, I would say like maybe a year and a half, is that that the Martino not that guy, and up until I guess that point was. He had a really good record with Mexico. I think he was like maybe one or two losses in like 40 games or something. And ever since then, the losses have come like much more frequent. And then you, you throw in the whole the whole uh, um, of last summer, which was two, two cup losses to U.S. And I mean, I'm surprised he's made it this far, to be honest with you. Yeah. Just because I, I just know how Mexican media is. I know how the Mexican public is. I just know that they're... They they have like a very short. They have a very short uh, leash on that sort of thing. So. So for him to be here this long, I'm like, wow, 
okay, they really maybe had no options or, or really believe in this guy. Yeah, or maybe or there's some kind of there's a financial clause. Yeah, or I think they just yeah. don't want to. And also, you know, I think there is a a large portion where he was enamored by the fan base and he had a really nice win streak. Uh, You know, I don't know if I want to say that because the media maybe wasn't so against him, but the public is always going to be skewed on on the fact that he's not Mexican. The fact that he's a foreigner, that's always going to be a big deal because Mexico is very nationalistic. Yeah. I mean, I guess most countries are, right? To an uh, extent, yeah. Yeah. Um, we, I mean, you know, the U.S. had a German manager for a good while. Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, it tends to happen. I, I'm not going to lie. I remember Alexi Lalas, like, having these little, like, uh, backhanded compliments. But, like, he would always have that connotation of the team doesn't quite feel American. I remember, like, that was a very common sentiment. And, yeah, it does exist everywhere. However, they they were playing good for a good portion. It was really only until last year or maybe even a little bit of the prior year where things kind of started turning. They were still putting up decent performances, but maybe not getting the results. And then now it's it's well, it's kind of snowballed, but you can't let go of a manager 12 months before a World Cup. I think that really puts you at a at a disadvantage. So I I feel like Mexico um and even watching U.S. right now, I feel like a lot of what what they were and and how they play is is not necessarily on the O's on the X's and O's and technical setup. It's a lot of it is is the passion that the players have when they're playing for the national team. They just they've always kind of risen to the occasion, and in the last couple of tournaments, like it's been just them playing on talent. Yeah, it's yeah. been them just kind of assuming that they're better than everybody, um, and they had good. They had a good Gold Cup and they had a good um, Nations League last uh, last year. Um, they barely lost. I mean, it's, they, uh, I mean, we've talked about this a million times. Yeah, yeah. We have to go over it again, but I, I honestly don't feel like they were outplayed. But okay, so you still lost it and. And even still, the, the public sees that. And, that, and that's but even the then, like, say both teams, the U.S. and Mexico, you're expected to beat everybody in front of you, barring Mexico yeah. or the U.S., like, when you play each other. And that's what I think also bamboozles us a bit. It's like, they look they look good. You can imagine what they can do to certain teams, but... And I'm speaking mainly from the U.S. perspective. What I saw against Japan and Saudi Arabia was less than desirable, but also um, I, I did not expect that i expected at least a competitive game I, I would say that that yeah i mean u.s it does for, make for you question you have, you yeah need to beat both teams oh for sure for sure and but it also makes you question the level of the, the federation and i know maybe it's not fair on, on based on these two friendlies that are really random but you know the 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 division isn't clear quite you know I, and i think that mexico and the u.s didn't uh, give us a lot to be you know, excited about going into this World Cup, but who knows? Like you said, any team can turn it around based on what they showed this month. You know, uh, I mean, there's only a couple of very impressive teams. Luckily, U.S. and U.S. doesn't have to, but Mexico has to play against one of the more impressive teams, uh, Argentina. It was like on a very high confidence-wise. And obviously they they have a game breaker called Messi there. They have they have a good team too. I they mean, do they do have a really. Good it's just I mean, a stacked it's a stacked attack. Yeah, stacked player attack. for player. Um, um, but man, yeah, that's it's gonna be fireworks, man. 
It's gonna yeah, be crazy. But I mean, going back to Mexico, the, the just the team selection is still questionable. The, the, the crazy thing is, is we don't know who's going still. Most teams know. Yeah, most, most teams, teams know. do know. I mean, there's there's some teams where maybe they're kind of like missing a guy. Brazil doesn't have everybody figured out just because of the ridiculous amount of talent that they have. But fuck, dude, I I honestly don't. I don't know who's going to the World Cup on Mexico's part. Chucky's there. He's probably the only solid one. I would like to see Marcelo Flores go, but he's he might not. We don't know who's going as far as the forwards go. And then is Ef- is Efra getting a call up these days? <laughs> Fuck no. Uh, and then Julian Araujo didn't go. Araujo's been playing great the you know the last few months. So I don't know. I like I. I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on with that fucking team. And for sure, he's gonna call Guardado because why not, right? Yeah, uh, he's star- he's a starter still as of now. So Chicharito deserves a spot. That's all I'm saying. All I'm saying. That's politics there, though. There's something going on there. They asked sure. him. He's like, "Nos, me." What do you say? He's like, oh, "What he said." But he's just not in my plan. He's like, "Yeah, yeah." No quedan mi carnal. <laughs> like, damn yeah it sucks because oh, oh, you know i i know he wants to go bro even he, though he, he deserves to go he's been playing great he's been playing great okay let's not say great I mean, he's been playing above average he's been playing he's been uh, playing well enough to deserve a spot i didn't say if he played above average i said if he's big no no he's no he's played he's played good to warrant uh, a call-up for sure there i mean yeah, yeah, totally, totally. Jimenez is not lighting it up right now, for one. I think uh, he's been injured. Yeah, and then, you know, Vega's good, uh, but, you know, I, I still think uh, Cheech, you know, it's just he can get a goal out of nowhere, even on, like, set pieces or, you know, just busca pies into the box, and he just knows how to get there. So they could definitely benefit. Whatever it is, it's pettiness or politics. P's in the Q's, huh? yeah. And uh, I guess to wrap up the whole talk about Mexico, there's this quote from Tata. Um, A damning quote. Well, his thing, and, and, I, and I totally agree, is that Mexico, and we've said this before plenty of times, but Mexico, from their academies, from the clubs, has a thing where they don't, they just don't export players because they value them too high. Or because they want too much money from them, for them, they they stop development in favor of foreigners. So there's a lot of things, and Tata has pointed that out. He's like, you guys, and sending players to Europe is not the end all be all, but it it has to be a factor at this point. Um, but he also had a quote of, I guess he was shitting on ex players in the media. Are very critical, well, because of the nationalism, in my opinion. And uh, he's just like these guys are talking, but like you have this guy who had one goal for the national team or one goal from X position, yeah. Like, and and you're shitting on my guys, who are better, or have done better. I mean, that's the way I took it. Is, is the the X the X players are talking all this shit when they weren't all that special themselves yeah and also like him kind of pointing to the fact that whatever errors are occurring now still existed 10 years ago 20 years ago maybe not as frequently especially in our own confederation but more so you know in in the other uh you know tournaments and 
it's the truth, but it does also sound like a bit of a unneeded jab from Tata. Like, I think we know that. You know, I don't think you have to bring that up. And it, it almost comes off as, as uh, you know, like the way we call Euro snobs, he's a Conmebol snob. You know, the way he's kind of alluding to the history. Like, I know his country has some relative success and has great football pedigree, but I, I did see it from that perspective as well, and I and that's just only going to piss off yeah, the, the media yeah, even yeah, more. Yeah, that's... Um I think that's him starting to distance himself from everything. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people yeah, are kind because, of saying that. Because there is, there is uh, I, I mean, let's be honest, there is elite, elitism and, and snobbery from Argentina and Brazilians, 100%. Yeah. Totally. They, they oh, that's, like it's brothers. existed, yeah, and, yeah. And Argentina, up until recently, hasn't done jack shit, but pero, they've relied on Messi. Pero la pulga, tío. So, yeah, yeah, no, they, they've relied on him, but they haven't <sighs> been playing great. He, he doesn't always play great with the national team. He retired at one point, come on. Uh, it, it, it was tongue-in-cheek, to be fair. Was it? Yeah, with, you know, emotions after a game, you know. But, um... But, yeah, um... He's... Uh, I, I would say Tata's unfairly criticized. Um, the team needs somebody new, for sure. At, at this point, what Mexico needs is a passion merchant. It's, it's, it's kind of simplistic to say, but a lot of these players... They, they want to play just for that simple fact, right? And so you get guys like... Yeah. And right now, though, the, the the topic of discussion is, you know, U.S. players that happen to be from parents of Mexico or whatever that are eligible to play, we want them. Like, Araujo is one of them, Efrain Alvarez, Marcelo Flores. Um, Jonathan Gomez. Jonathan Gomez, uh, uh, Saldivac, is that his name? Yeah, Zendejas. Oh, no, Zendejas, yeah. Yeah. So th- th- that's a good number of guys that can turn out to be very good players. Well, why why do they want to play for Mexico? Because of the passion of it, right? So you need <laughs> and the IG captions and the posts. Yeah, we don't know shit. Yeah, 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 you know, there's, there's and, a, and the there's a Mexico a tax. The yeah. anthem is a belter. Let's not forget that. <sighs> I, I think I've said this before. Anthems don't don't do much for me, but I, I get it. You know, it's it's the patriotism, the jingoism. Yeah, yeah, but no, it's, you know, but, you know, I and this is where the nationalism comes in, and much is lost when you sometimes go for those players based off stats and, and and you know, maybe club play, but when they play for their national team, they don't quite, they don't sweat the shirt the way that you say your Galardo is doing it before, or your Rafa Marquez, or, you know, guys that just unlocked another level once they played for Mexico. That was always the thing, right? That's, you know, Mexico, when the national team gathers, they, they just kind of raise it up a level against Germany, against Argentina, against whoever. And I don't feel like that always exists with these kind of, like, half-and-half half guys, on-the-fence guys. Like, it's it's not it's common. It's yet to be seen. It's yet to be seen because I know, it's yeah. relatively new. It is, it is. But, you know, even with some of the guys that are have done it uh, for the U.S. per se, it's hardly well, yeah, those, but those guys like they grew up European. Well, I mean, maybe not like I mean, the one that comes to mind is uh, the fuck is his name? There is a guy uh, that they used to call El Nino Torres who was played for Tigres for a good while, and he was nice, man, but he was never quite accepted. And and also, he I felt like he never really quite adapted, you know, and, and that's always an issue too when you don't go for those kind of guys. But it can vary. The, res- the yeah, results yeah, can yeah, vary. Yeah, your mileage may vary. That's true. 
But, you know, before that was what Mexico was known for, you know, just, just e- every guy was fucking passionate. Like they, Front to back, they Salcedo, you know, too. Yeah, yeah, but um, we'll see, man, we'll see, you know. Uh, I think Mexico, I think I, I, if I can grade Mexico, I'd still give them a, a like a C plus uh, based on, you know, maybe even a B. As far as the U.S., I'm giving them a D, you know, because they, they, uh, they did not win one game. They only tied one. And they and they only got two shots in both games, you know. So they looked very toothless. But I also want to say that there's a lot of uh, you know rotations going on, and it also seemed like the team just didn't seem but, like themselves. But at this point, and and this stands to like, even Mexico. At this point, why are we still trying to figure out the team? Well, that's that's one thing, and then also it's also the case of where you don't want to overplay the player too, because I mean there there were subs going on at the thirty fifth minute, and some were precautionary, precautionary, quote unquote, but like others were actually just you know five subs at halftime. It's like a lot going on, a lot of moving parts, and it's hard to take the team performance as serious. But the lack of of attacking football was worrying. Um, against Japan, they just looked like they caught well, caught with their pants down. I mean, I, and. Because it's more fresh on my mind, um, the one against Saudi Arabia. And when I saw that lineup, I, I had trouble sort of figuring out how that team was going to attack. Yeah. You had Pulisic, who for the U.S. is probably better off in the in Central. But then that's also removing a little bit of uh, Gio Reyna's space. Yeah, yeah. And, and you can't afford to not play Pulisic at this point. Yeah, yeah. He looked good. He wasn't bad. I feel like people uh, like to pin everything on him sometimes. But he was—he looked like a guy who was just constantly getting past his defender and trying to make it happen. But um, credit to the way Saudi Arabia defended. But, yeah, that's – I feel – I, I kind of get what you're credit getting to Saudi at. Saudi Arabia's kids too, man. Those are nice. Yeah, they're nice. I will say that Anthony Robinson was a big miss. I, I learned that he wasn't available for this international trip. Um, but – you know, once you have that left back sorted and then Dest back on the right, I think as much as I like DeAndre Edlin, who didn't have a bad game, I, I still think that Dest is the guy to play in that position. Um, I think with the full A team, which you can always expect to never achieve fully because injuries happen, shit happens, right? But I think we can see a better showing from the U.S., and I, I hope to see that because... Well, the number nine is also still... yeah. And it's hard to say that Pepe played bad. I can't say that. Can't say he played great, but the service wasn't there, and that's that's much much needed. So if you can't get that, you're not gonna get shit. It's like him playing at Augsburg. If he's not getting service, he's not gonna do anything. At Groningen, he's already got a nice cross and you know put in the back of the net with with the header like probably like a week or two ago. So yeah, um, there's a lot of questions for the U.S. and a lot of skepticism uh, towards. Uh, you know, uh, Greg Berhalter. Well, I think we know what, what midfield they want. Well, oh, that's another thing. Uh, Musa was not available for this international uh, fixture, and, and I could say that he's one of the best midfielders we have and one of the most important, important you know, yeah, for what he uh, offers. Kellen Acosta was out of his depth. <laughs> yeah, he's, don't get me wrong, he's good, but he's not starting level. Not for the U.S. No. Yeah, not at all, not at all. But, you know... Like, I, I thought that maybe with his technicality, which... Musa still picking up on, like his ability to maybe pick a pass and stuff and 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 progress, he can hang in. But there's there's a big difference between when Musa's on the pitch versus uh, when it's Acosta. 
Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, really, the trifecta is Acosta, McKenney, Adams, or Acosta, McKenney, Geo, or you know, any mixture of those four with well, with a little diamond in the middle there with uh, with whatever kind of double pivot you want to do. Um, I mean, set the six has to be Tyler Adams, but however you want to set those guys up. And then Gio Reyna. When, Gio Reyna when is a central attacking player, yeah. That's what I would do. He's the most gifted um, playmaker that, that U.S. have by, by I, I would say, by far. But, uh, how, you know, you still got to figure out how you're going to set up Pulisic. And fuck it. Why, why not just... I mean, we look, we don't have a plethora of, of strikers, so that... Why not th- just put Pulisic at a, like a false nine type thing? I wouldn't mind overloading our midfield, because that also yeah. would uh, assure us defensively, which we weren't well, able that, to... That also allows... Um, Moose and McKenney, man. Well, also, you get uh, Timo Weah, and um, who plays on the right? Brendan Aronson, Brendan Aronson, Pulisic. That also allows them to also get in and let uh, Dest and um, Robinson overlap. Yeah, so I mean, I there's mean, that, that that could create maybe like a like a lack of uh, like backtracking in defense when when you don't have the ball, but when you do, you you can you can create so much space. You can make defenders so confused. I think I, I think um, U.S.'s best defense is going to be their offense. It, well, yeah, I mean, hold on, we, let me uh, let we're starting. Yeah, give me some. Uh, yeah, we're starting. I heard the Berhalter's, uh, uh, I heard that opening's, yeah, uh, he's, he's not terrible, man, I, I will say that. Well, he's getting a lot of criticism because of the, the perceived, uh, nepotism. And all, yeah, some of his, his, uh, <laughs> his answers in the presser have really pissed people off, and personally, myself, I'm kind of, like, just having a laugh at it. Like, you really think he's going to divulge into what he thinks his serious issues are on his national team? No. There are, there are clear issues that anybody who's, who knows football or follows it remotely can tell. He doesn't need to go into depth about it. And, and maybe there's specific things that he knows they need to improve on. You don't want to put out your you know, scouting he, report. Like, he's a very good talker. Like, he is. He's a he, politician. He speaks, and, I've, and I've said this before. When he speaks, like you want to give him the benefit of the doubt. Just the way he's like very measured. He seems like a nice guy. Um, but I think when you watch the game and when you have so much, when you have so much, um, like talent available to you and you still haven't figured it out, I think that's kind of concerning. Yeah. But I mean, like how many national teams are we saying that for quite a few right now, you know? And, and I don't, I don't think it's on, it's on Burhalter to always get it down pat on the international skill. No. It's very difficult. How long has he been there, by the way? I want to say it's been maybe like three years now. Three, four years? Four years. He's given us probably one of the more successful periods of U.S. football. However, like he's never fully impressed. And people, he's had skeptics since day one. And I, st- I don't the think... Nepotism. Yeah. Well, I mean, his, his record isn't amazing. But, you know, when you think about it, a lot of international managers... Club record isn't that great. Yeah. Southgate is basically... He basically has no CV. Yeah. So here's my thing, and I think that this is why ultimately Greg Berhalter will lose his job after this World Cup cycle. He was a really good coach at club level. He even, if I'm not mistaken, he either coached in Europe or on the staff in Europe. 
But the thing is, he really loves this press possession, play from the back type of style. He employed it when Zach Steffen was goalkeeper at the Columbus Crew. And didn't always like win. One year he did win the whole thing. But that kind of style that he's trying to implement, it's, it's not very easy to do at, at the national level, especially with such a variety of players in different leagues that play different styles that aren't all equipped for that, you know? So I think that's his biggest problem, and it's ultimately going to be his downfall. And I think he could still have a su- successful career at club level. International might not be for him. But we'll see. Which is funny because a lot of international managers, they're not made for the club level. It's it's the inverse. Exactly. And that's why when people are like, oh, Jesse Marsh, Jesse Marsh will do it. I'd run through a wall for him. Well, he, he, you'll be bitching about the same things here, you know? Um, so I think there, there's, there's a levels to coaching and there's also styles to coaching. And certain styles appeal more for... For club level and and some for international and I think that's Greg's problem. So uh, I'm I'll, I'll probably like his biggest fans will probably be heated with that because they believe that he's good for both and I don't know if that's always true for every manager. Yeah. Um, I mean, as a the important thing I think as an international manager is is to be able is to not have an identity. Yeah, exactly. As, as, like in terms of a tactical setup, because like you said, oh, he's got this like this press pressing possession style, but you know the the way the way that um, international football is, and uh, maybe not so much with U.S. and Mexico. Maybe this is more for like these talent rich countries like Brazil, uh, France, Spain, and, and so on. Is uh, you got to just look at what players you have, what their form is in their clubs. And kind of mold yourself to that style versus like being like stubborn and saying, "Okay, we're gonna play this." Like, dude, you have four weeks or four, five and a half weeks with these players a year. You know, and in a World Cup year, you have more, or like when you have a tournament. But still, it's like it's hard to have a a style, defined style, versus uh, just making sure that everyone's on the same page. I think it's more of a an exercise in massaging egos and, and managing them. It, a lot of it is being the player manager. And this is where Greg's getting a lot of stick too, and I agree with this. Some of the team selection is questionable. So really, as an as a international manager, you, you do this when you play FIFA. You, you look at your player pool, what you have, and you're like, I don't, I don't give a fuck about a play style right now. I'm putting the best lineup I can on, on the field, the best 11. And and he hasn't been able to do that, and I think that's where he's lacking, and I think that's where yeah, the best well, managers excel. Yeah, exactly. In international, so, so and I guess that's the problem is like you can't find that, but you also can't find a a, a good tactical setup. What are we doing here? Yeah, it's it's a it's a weird dynamic because I love a tactical manager. I love that style he's trying to employ. There has not been a team to do that since, at least in my opinion, that I can remember. Uh, the you know the Spain national team since Bruce Arena. Oh, 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 like in oh. terms of playing like like press possession tiki taka, although I'm not saying what what Berhalter's trying to do is tiki taka, but Let, like let's not. I mean, we we romanticize Spain a lot, but in that World Cup that they wanted, they played fucking awful. Like they played a very I wouldn't say awful, but they just played a very. But they had the most unique identity as they, far as that, okay. the way they played okay. was yeah. just like 
there's no international team that plays like this, and that's why a lot of people hold them in such high regard. But I think like it, it's just a testament that you can't be doing that on the international level. And, and it's not like you have the chemistry and cohesion. That the Mad- it was like a Madrid uh, Barcelona hybrid. It was, it, it was like fucking seventy five percent Barcelona. The rest were Madrid. Maybe sprinkle in some fucking Atletico. Somebody. David Villa. Uh, no, yeah, yeah. It's. Um, oh yeah, because he wasn't at Barcelona just yet. Yeah, it, it was a it was in a really nice team. The stars yeah. aligned for them. It's just yeah. Spain was the capital of football at that time. It felt like so. It's crazy, but um, yeah, uh, that that's my biggest gripe with Burhalter. But I'm gonna back him till the final day of our World Cup existence, <laughs> and then we're gonna have to revisit it. And then this is a big moment for him, biggest moment in his career. So we'll be watching. It'll be fun. I'll probably drink my sorrows away because I, I, like I said, I don't have too many high hopes. No, we gotta do something crazy for that. Ah, uh... oh, fuck! It's Thanksgiving. Never mind. Uh, dude, uh, yeah. Well, for the Argentina-Mexico game, I've already arranged. Me and the homies are just gonna, like, watch that game somewhere just because it's historic. And I mean, all my friends are Mexico fans, so I'm kind of gonna be rooting for Mexico. But, you know, I love Messi, so... I mean, yo daría hasta el huevo derecho para Messi, eh? The dick writing has been Yeah, I mean, on every angle. He scored a... No, I mean, the dick writing for the last... 12 years has been insane just like, now it's it's reached this incredible level where uh, man, I'm, I'm sitting there just like yeah you know the meme of the chick with her hands on her knees and yeah. she's got the glasses and she's like out of breath yeah that's me every time i see something outrageous. have you seen like some of the fans that have been going on like going out there getting like a picture with him or getting signed by him and then going to get it tattooed and it's like oh they, it's man. like uh yeah i've never seen something like you know, straight that straight to the fucking tattoo shop no i you know messi's if someone like when people say he's the best of all time i'm not gonna sit here and argue that i'm like okay fine you like the, you that deserves merit like that that's that's a reasonable that's a pretty yeah popular thing to say. Opinion. i get it i get it i totally fucking get it um but to to like to the level that Rodrigo de Paul and all those guys, man, it's wild. It's wild. Like it was funny because grown ass men. He scored the. He scored they the. I got posters of him. Free kick against Jamaica, and like there's like a video of like a lot of the players just rushing to him, like, like ah, shit, I want to be first, like, uh-huh. and then like yeah, the, you know everybody goes and hugs him, kiss him, you know the Argentines do the. Yeah. And then yeah, and then fucking uh, Rodrigo de Paul is just dummy cheesing. I'm like, damn, bro, like. Like, are you even ha- that happy when you see your own family? And, like, you know, like, it's like... Probably not. Uh, <laughs> Probably not. No. <laughs> hey, but pero, pero es Messi. Es Messi, es me- es Messi tío. Perdona. Like, I, I'm, yeah, sure, I'm sure that's a thing in Argentina. Uh, like, yeah. like, you know, you'll be mad at your girl or your girl's mad at you and you're late, but you're like, pero es Messi. Pero es Messi. No, es Messi. O sea, perdona, pero no, no, no lo perdería por nada, eh? No, but uh, that, I'm going to do something wild for that, so I'll, I'll keep you in, in the loop. Oh, man. It'll be dope. It'll be a fun game because that's a historic fixture too. You know, like yeah, Mexico. There, there's, there's a, yeah, there's a, there's some hate there. You know? It's become like it. It always kind of was framed as a rivalry, but it's not played often. So when it does it, happen, it is a rivalry. I would say. Yeah, yeah, but it's not a frequent one, and it's hard to say it. It's common in 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 international football unless you're in the same federation or confederation, the way that the U.S. and well, Mexico are. Well, when Mexico used to play Copa America it was like pretty like for me in my lifetime I've seen that that yeah I've seen that game quite a bit 
Yeah, but not as much as the U.S. Mexico, you know. Oh, well, of course not. No, yeah. But it, you know, it's still it's still very impressive. I I guess it, it it's kind of like a like a distant derby in a way. Yeah, no, it's um, I I guess I guess something like whatever Barcelona feels towards Bayern Munich. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, that, I mean that's international football. So next time we talk about it uh, is when Ernie comes, and then when we do the World Cup. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, we'll, we'll probably be still getting developments week by week on little things, injuries, team selection, inclinations, quotes from managers. There's a lot. There's a lot that's yeah, going to be going on this next few months. I, you know, I would say that the. That when the clubs let their players go is probably going to be early November. Yeah. Maybe, maybe later than that. I don't know. Uh, no, well, yeah, around that time. Get, they usually get like a at a least a week and a half. Something. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. No, it's not. No, it has to be more than that. You think so? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's a World Cup, man. Damn, I don't know. Yeah, I, I honestly. Well, I mean, the way the way the way it's the way it's done this year, I, I find it crazy. To, to it's just it's totally unique. Yeah. So in the prem, fuck, there's a lot of dates. Wow. Um, I know they're playing until at least late October. A lot, bro. Okay, so the last prem, you're right. The last prem game is um, November 13th. Oh, that's a so bit. So I'm assuming, like, right after that, all the teams are going to take. They're taking their plane, the yeah. It's just so, it seems inevitable with the so way the season is. Dude, yeah, that's a week and a half. That's ridiculous. That's wild. Uh, that's wild. That's enough time. I don't like it. That's ten days, brother. Ten sunsets. Come on now. <laughs> if you're made for it, you're made for it. Show us what you're made of. Yeah. The last uh, La Liga match is November 9th, which is a couple days, but still. Diosito me cuiden Alright, let's uh let's do a preview of the Prem and um anything else that's happened? Uh not significant. Uh, I guess Rom- Romain Molina, but I'd be lying if I said I understood what the bloke's saying. I mean it's always in French, but I, I, I might have told you this off the record, but <laughs> There was uh, like a report that he came out where he's talking, and uh, it was like big news because it had to do with like a lot of his stuff is like within the the French Federation. Yeah. Like cover ups and money and like abuse and all that. So um, he had like an announcement. He was talking about it. It was like a two minute video, and I remember I was just sitting there watching it, kind of mindlessly, and then uh, I looked up at my TV. And I look back at it, I'm like, hold on a second. Why am I watching this? Yeah. I don't understand French. Like, I don't know French. I, I can't understand it. And he's speaking in all French. And I'm like, why the fuck am I watching this? Like, <laughs> I, like I know what I'm listening. I, ah, fuck. I felt like such a knob. Yeah, you can try to make it out, but French is a, is a tricky one. You can't, yeah, like, because we speak Spanish. So you can get away with Portuguese. Like, you, you can make out maybe half of what they're saying. Maybe a little bit more French. Totally not. Yeah. Their speech about, patterns are much different. They're, how about Catalan? That's another... Well, that's like a weird hybrid uh, of like three different languages. Yeah. Um, but yeah, definitely I can't understand French. It was Portuguese, maybe. I'm trying to, to learn a little bit more about Basque. 
and and the way they they spell as well they they spell like very interestingly oh, Basque country yeah like Arrizabalaga and like guys like guys they have these very specific word patterns and well yeah and well, language basically French damn near yeah yeah but um yeah no it's uh, well, wait till you get into the fucking Gaelic and the fucking yeah the Gaelic wait the Galician Galicia yeah like Celta Galicia. Vigo Scottish roots or or Irish I forget. Yeah, it's, they're, 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 yeah. Spain is crazy. Spain's weird. Yeah, I mean it's it's the the nation of conquistadors and exploring and navigating. It's, you know, it's crazy the implications that had. But um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much it for international football. What a fight this is, isn't it? Oh yeah, good good I old. Remember uh, this man. Back in the days, yeah, I, I was a big Koto uh, guy myself. Oh, I love me Miguel Koto. Yeah. I mean, peep the Echo Unlimited sponsorship. Oh, yeah. I mean, how's that for early 2000s? Uh, yeah, we're just uh, running uh, Miguel Cotto against... Margarito. Uh, Margarito, who... Another another notable boxer, too. I remember uh, when he fought uh, Manny Pacquiao. Oh, he got beat up. Dude, yeah, it was crazy. He wasn't the same after they caught him with the hand wraps. I know. Um, but anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, let's, let's do some Prem uh, preview. The um, people are saying, like, if things align, there can be a Portugal-Argentina final. Oh, that'd be pretty cool, huh? Oh, that'd be so annoying. I don't know if... I don't know. Portugal hasn't convinced me. Ah. But, you know, that it would be fun for uh, sure. They're a tournament team. Yeah, yeah. They're going to be able to get results. Well, we're hoping. We like their players, right? Yeah, collectively, I haven't seen much, though. I like England's players, too, a lot. <laughs> but, I don't know. It'll be fun. Um, hostia. Um, so, yeah, let's do Prem. Uh, oh, wow. We got North London Darby on our hands. I know, man. I, I wanted to watch it, but that that's way too early. I'm... I don't think I'm gonna get to that. I'm gonna be up. <laughs> right, fuck that. Four thirty. Uh, Arsenal versus Tottenham. Arsenal, the cock of the walk, uh, which it's kind of interesting because there's a cock on Tottenham's uh, badge. Yeah, yeah. So are they gonna walk the cock? I hope so. I mean, it, you know, both teams from North London. Uh, it's a pretty even match, I guess. Maybe not like on the table, but just as far as like how both Quality, teams play. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be a good one. Uh, I, I guess I'd be kind of biased, but I, I think Arsenal will win. Maybe like 2-1. I, I'll take Arsenal. <sighs> I don't know, man, but they have Conte, you know, Harry Kane, Richarlison, who's kind of found this new form yeah, now. You know, uh, Son, who's kind of starting to pick it up. Oh, he's, he's had a couple of nice goals for his uh, national team. Yeah, well, he's like, Scored a free by kick. and large, like the best player there. Well, they have uh, the dude, what's his name, uh, Huang Wei Chin or something like that? Yeah, but, you know, that's... It's still levels, right? I feel, I feel, but... But, okay. you know, I will say, uh, yeah, he's playing out of his skin again. Uh, maybe it's, like, a few weeks, but maybe he can keep it going. I still fancy Arsenal, I think, front to back. I like them a little more. That center-back partnership of Saliba and Gabriel, I mean, it's very, very sturdy. You know, very sturdy. And you could throw some Ben White some ben in there. White. And Tomoyasu. Yeah, Tomoyasu, you know, maybe... Th- Who was the clown that said that 
they looked at Japan squad and they're like, yeah, they easily make U.S. Bro. Yeah, yeah, they're tripping on that Bro. one. Because Japan beat U.S. 2-0. <laughs> Smack. Tomoyasu is the only person that comes to my mind that, that makes the U.S. team. They don't They don't really over have Over all the other guys. Who do they have? I mean, even Serginho Des will... I mean, I'm not saying he's better than Tomoyasu, but he's not far off of him. Yeah, but... It, well, that's what I mean. Like, right back Tommy for right back. makes the team. Yeah. Whether he starts over Des, that's, you know, that's up for... Oh, he base. makes the team for sure. He yeah, makes yeah. the team. No, but after that, uh, I can't... I couldn't name one. I'm sorry, man. Back in the day, it was Keizuke Honda, who I, I would yeah, kind of oh, follow. Dude, yeah, he uh, was good. Uh, but no, nah, other than um, that... Wow, who, who's the dude that played for... There was a couple dudes that played for uh, Manchester United. Oh, but they were Korean, though. No, there was one Japanese guy. Oh. Uh, ah, uh, shit. <laughs> I know. Are you know, ta- uh, talking about Park? I'm talking. Yeah, Jisung Park. He's a uh, Korean, but oh, Ch- Shinji Kagawa. Kagawa, what a player! He was cool. He was cool. I yeah. mean, by their standards, yeah, very, he's a go. Very, you know, very, uh, very polished. Yeah, very flashy. He was a flair player. Um, <laughs> getting bummed. Ah, uh, his wag. No. Ah, uh, uh, all right. Um, anyway, so yeah, I'll take Arsenal one 0 gonna be a rough game to watch rough like, not, not just because I'm, I'm barely be awake but just I, I know I, I know I know that game's gonna be just a fucking bitch uh, Burnmouth versus Brentford oh I'll give it to Brentford now oh man give me a nil nil I'm not interested in this at all I'll take two nil Brentford Ivan Tony and De Silva oh Ivan Tony he has gotten himself on the national team it's kind of crazy sleep. That's just that's kind of sad in a way, but to be fair, I mean, he's been playing good. I, I gotta give him his flowers. Um, next match, a London affair, Crystal Palace against Chelsea, and um, I think it's a, a more competitive match than people will think. I'll take a two-two draw. It's uh, Graham Potter's first game in charge. No kidding. So he didn't manage the last one. Nope. Oh, that's nice. That's nice. Um. Wow, I'm impressed with what he can do in so little time. I don't think we'll see his full imprint yet, but I think it's it's a 2-2 draw for me just because I rate Palace so much. I'll take Palace 2-1. <laughs> There's nothing against Green Potter. It's nothing against Chelsea. No, it's a lot against Chelsea. Yeah, for Chelsea. But Whoa. Crystal Palace, they, they're in their stride. They, they know themselves. Chelsea. They know their worth. Chelsea feels like they're kind of at war between themselves. But we're hoping they're they're uh they're an imploding ship. Yeah, no, but whatever. they're hoping that Potter's able to you know make Chelsea great again. To undo it. Yeah, you know, um, just to unify. And he them. just might. I might. He's good enough to keep them in a top half finish. Which is saying a lot. It, it's well. They're, well, it they're is Chelsea. Like after. in sixth place or something like that. They're not terrible. And that was one of the things that uh, I think Kai Havertz said that they're like people acting like we're like this shit team. We, we were in a decent position. Are are they better than all the teams that are above them? Clearly, I don't think so. Clearly, he hasn't watched Chelsea the past years. They don't normally finish outside of top yeah, five. Yeah, but, but today, as constructed and as the other player or as the other teams are, are they better? Are they better than Liverpool, City, Arsenal, Tottenham, Manchester United? Well, this year, no. Okay, so so they're in an appropriate position. 
Yeah, yeah, but if he's followed Chelsea remotely, he knows that they're not used to finishing there. They're not used to no, being six. Yeah, no team likes being there. And no, of no course. No team that's been good wants to be there. So if people say they're bad, it's because they're bad. They're, they're not. They're, they're relatively bad. By their standards, they're yeah, bad. Yeah, exactly. And that's and that's yeah. I think the thing. I don't think anybody would be ashamed of being being six, but, but you know when you're Chelsea, for Chelsea, that's the that's the emergency button. They're used to the finer things. I mean, they're they're used to Champions League titles, league titles. They got two. And they spent so much. They should be higher. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not going to cut them some slack there. Habits behave. <laughs> you know, be, have some shame, bro, because you've played a part in that. Oh, or, or, or more more appropriately, you haven't played a part in it. You ain't done your job, boy. Pretty much. Pretty yeah. much. And, um, Looking like one of them psychos from the neighbors. Yeah. Yeah. Facts. Looking like an I can fix you type motherfucker. Looking like a fucking Joe from you. Yeah. 16. Psycho, Motherfucker, you look dirty. <laughs> ah, nah, that's. I love that line from Men in Black, too. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, I think Ooh. Chelsea are going to improve, though. Uh, but it's going to take time. But if, if all the other teams play to their level, then then stuck at six they are. And, they're, and really, there's no shame in that. Yeah. Because, like, we can say how strong the league is, this and that. Like, oh, all the best teams are there. Okay, but within the league. There has to be a team that ends up in fifth and sixth. Oh, every year, yeah, and and it's and, usually good and, teams. And, and even the best teams like are struggling to win, right? Um, there's no like front runner at the moment. I guess Arsenal, right? But it's like there's no sure, clear cut, and, and no one really believes that. Do I? I'm not gonna say. We don't believe you. But do do I believe that? I'm not gonna say. I'm not gonna say. What I will say is that being in sixth doesn't mean. It's necessarily a bad thing just because of the quality of everybody else. Everyone's that good. It's the hand wraps, bro. It's I can't the hand wait. Wraps. I can't wait for City to go top, and I could just tell all my Arsenal friends, like, right, lad. Thanks for keeping the seat warm. Cheers, in it. You know, but we'll see. We'll see. Well, then we get into Bayern Munich territory. Ah. Uh, PSG territory. Facts. Barcelona. Juventus 2010s territory. Fair play. Uh, next match, though. Very competitive. I like this one. Fulham, Newcastle. I'll oh, still take Newcastle, American. though. Newcastle are too good. Um, Alexander yeah. Isak. Hmm. Yeah. You yeah. like that guy, huh? He's up to something. <laughs> He's like Zion Williamson this year. He's going to make you remember his name. Well, And how long has it been? Yeah, uh, but he's kind of like... It's uh, like what, his fifth season? He, he's a late bloomer. I've been hearing the same shit. I've been unimpressed for the same amount of time. Spark notes. <laughs> nah, uh, but yeah, I, I think it's going to be a good game. You know, Mitrovic against Isak. Two heavyweights going at it. Um, I would love to see Mitro score. Had a nice goal in the international break. Hey, Stu, get this. Let's hear it. He achieved 50 goals quicker than Lionel Messi and Cristiano. Ballon d'Or soon? Well, let's give Kareem Benzema his Ballon d'Or, and then we can talk about next year's candidates. As of now... Fair play. As of now, I'm not... not I know, but if you look up Premier League top scorers, his name is relevant. It's there. His name rings bells, as we see in the streets. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know. I'd love to see him ball again. Uh, Should be a good game. 
Next game, a game between two birds, Brighton Doves, Brighton Hove Alvion against Liverpool. You'll never walk alone. That's a good game. Liverpool, I think, have been the most disappointing team as far as the standard that we've expected. I guess Chelsea can give them a decent run too. But boy, if they don't win this game, what's 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 being said about Klopp? Tell us, man. You know, for a good while, people were talking about how much goodwill Jurgen Klopp has built. But as of now, I don't think I've ever heard as many rumblings. And very people were very patient in that COVID year because, or the the year after the COVID year. I forgot which one it was because they had a ton of injuries and a ton of like COVID, all that bullshit. And they still managed to make top four, which to me was pretty impressive. I know you don't get trophies for that, but the fact that they but stayed you win the there, story of the of the year. The fact that they stayed there, you know, it, it, I think it deserves something because I remember that that Madrid had a very similar amount of injuries and all that shit. And I don't know if it was, I don't know if Liverpool had more or Real Madrid had more, but it was like, it was similar. And uh, there was a lot of talk like, okay, he can finish and whatever and still, still have like so much goodwill. Right now, I think that there's a lot of talk about him being unhinged, talk about him starting to check out and, and him following like a very similar timeline, you know. People talk about uh, Mourinho's timeline with teams. Um, he has like three good years, and then the fourth year he goes out. Yeah. And they're talking about Klopp's sort of similar um, trajectory. I don't. I don't think it would be the right move to let Klopp go. One, because of all the goodwill he's built, all of the good that he's done with the team, like uh, all the. You know, his handprint on that club is very evident. Yeah. But two, a club like that and a manager that good, who is available on that level to manage that team in the way that he has or in a similar way? There's no one available. And with a a front office that really isn't going to invest... I mean, they inv- they've invested a lot, I have to say. Yeah, uh, more than I thought. But I'm saying they don't invest as much as Chelsea and they're, they're City. Not very, they're not like... They're not... It's like pulling teeth for them to give yeah, their best player like a con- contract really, extension. You have to really, really sell them on it. And, and I think he's been hampered by that. But also, and I, I think... This, I want to give him his credit because what he's done is unique. And the style of play is unique. I've never seen anything like it in the Prem. It's a very interesting mix. The Gegenheim press, but... Also being like electric on counterattack, heavy metal football as they call it. But that's all it's been. You know, it, it never evolved. It never evolved into something that's going to throw an opponent off possibly. The scouting report's been out for a few years now. The adjustments haven't happened. The new signings haven't hit the ground running. Currently, they're sat 8th place. It's not the end of well, the world. Well, they're very like reliant also on the quality of their starters. And so the quality's been in once question. Those, once those starters... Are injured or not performing at that level, then then things start kind of looking shaky. There's not and a next guy out right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a because lot has been made about Virgil. I mean, Van Dyke, um, uh, Trent, Henderson's legs are starting to show. Salah hasn't scored a lot, you know. So it's like, yeah, Henderson's legs have been gone for a good while now. 
Uh, Milner, Milner is a very prominent role there. So, so they haven't, they haven't really kept that team fresh, and it's starting to show. And I don't know if it's necessarily all on Klopp. He has some part of it, but but there are reasons as to why we're we're starting to see this. Yeah, trying to come apart. Yeah, yeah. And, but I, uh, but I still think they're one of the best teams, as it stands. I think we the past perception plays a role on that because if any other team would have started eighth place at the moment where they're sat and amassed the points they have and the goals they have by players that we don't know their names, we'd be like, you know, it, do you think they'll stay there? No, I mean, I I, I still think they're this isn't the end all be all. I think they're gonna improve. I don't think they're title contenders though. That's 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 what I feel in my heart. Um, and oh, even yeah, and those are two separate things. And and mathematically, right. it seems that way as well, but. Currently, they're sat behind Fulham. They're they're sat behind Brighton. You know, teams they shouldn't be sat behind, and that for me is is a worry. I, I know if it was still uh, August or September, we can be. I mean, early September we could be pardoning that, but we're going into October now. Strong run of games, form is bad. Are we? But I, I mean, are are Fulham and Brighton gonna stay there? Especially now that Brighton has lost their manager. Are, are Liverpool going to stay there? Are, are they going to falter? Because that's what they've shown us so far. That's my point. I don't think so. I, I hope not. I hope not because it's not good for football. I mean, they have great players. You want to see them playing at the top. But currently, they haven't given us that sensation. They've lost games they should have won. They tied games they should have won. And that's not in their characteristics. Yeah. But, you know. But, one, but like when you say like games that they should have won. And they didn't. I know. And that adds but up, you know? It does, it does, but that also implies that it's not going to be a constant thing. Well, I mean, when you've only won twice this season and you've drawn more than you've won, it, it does start to become a question it of can, can, can this team close games out? Because there's been a few times where they've been up 1-0. They're like, oh, well, they'll see it off. They'll score maybe one or two more. They don't do it. They allow teams back into it. And it's it's been, uh, I think, too consistent now where it's become an area of concern. Now we just have to go against our own intuition of off of what we've seen this season and just imagine that they're going to do better. I have nothing to go off of is, is what I'm trying to get at. And that's worrying. And they have a winter transfer window to work with. The most unique one after a well, World their Cup. Star, their star signing has also been out for fucking four weeks now. <sighs> yeah, and, and you know, their former star signing is currently banging in goals in, in Germany. So... It's like you let go of, of a guy that's obviously legendary, uh, Sadio Mane. Yep. I, I'm just saying, like, I think that that's also... Well, I mean... I'm not saying he's the reason for where they're at, but oh, it plays no, no. a role. It oh, plays a role. He, he was a different so many times last year. Yeah, well, one different position, but he scored a lot and he did a lot for that team. But at any point, are we going to say that Darwin Nunez is better than, than Sadio Mane? No. It's gonna it, it's gonna take not. seasons of work because yeah, exactly. what, what that man Bill is so, is undeniable. Well, yeah, we'll know in two years if if it was worth it to Liverpool. Because yeah, yeah, you're losing out short term, and you're hoping that you can recuperate whatever you can for what you lost. Yeah, which, which Mane is a fucking high double digits sort of um, scorer. Kind of what they've been missing. And, I feel and also playmaker, ball winner. You know, how many you remember those goals he would get where he's pressing the keeper like they're they're missing that, that. He, he was that. just such a very strong edge on the team and ah man and th- those guys don't grow on trees a guy I admire a lot on that team is Luis Diaz I've said it even before he signed for them I 
I really like the guy, and they sign them, and like they beat us to the punch, and the guy's paying off because yep. from any anywhere on the pitch, if he gets a half chance, he's he's making it count. Yep. I love that. I love that about any player, and um, I think that's a big get for them. Yeah, they got to build on him now, you know? Yeah, build around them. Build around him, Nunez, and then figure out who you're going to replace uh, Firmino with. I mean, I guess you still got the old, the old Jota, um, but also look at replacing Henderson. You're not going to be able to rely on the old, They got to go for Jude, lot. I feel. I think it's it has to be that, that. Yeah, it's going to turn into a bidding war. <sighs> well, big bank take little bank then, in that case. <laughs> you always look good in sky blue, Jude. Ah, yeah. Nah, nah. Well, you know, I don't want to get him. Per, I don't want to get him. Perhaps, perhaps you look good in all white. We don't know. Leads, leads, yeah. leads, leads. Oh. Oh, oh yeah. well, I mean, he's not going to bench Tyler Adams. Facts, facts. That's true. Or Pulisic, who's rumored. Oh, that'd be cool. That'd be... I wouldn't be mad at that. I have... We're going to... If that happens, Burhalter's job becomes so much easier. Yeah, it's just gonna have that natural chemistry, and then you bring in Vestin McKinney. Hmm. Yeah, uh, I feel like I, yeah, I'm not best. a fan of that. By the way, I don't really like the Americanization of Leeds. I, I prefer to be towards the whole league, very Everyone dispersed. Look at Wolves. Yeah, yeah, I see that, but it's like I just everyone fucking does it. It it, it gives me like a, a sick taste because I I feel like as much as we might want to believe it's on merit, it's also a marketing ploy. It's also just an identity I, now. You know, I don't really buy the whole marketing thing because how? No, I, I, it's I crazy. Think of the the there's a quote, and I want to say it's uh, Karl Heinz Rummenigge. Cool. He said, um, you know, we don't really. When when we talk when we talk about ticket sales for Bayern Munich, uh, you know we can raise the price X amount, and that's like an extra, you know, two million or five million. I'm I'm getting the figures wrong, but yeah, yeah, that's an extra whatever a year for us. In ten minutes, we sort that out in a transfer window, in a transfer like conversation with, for a player. So for us, it's not it, it's not worth it. You know, and, and that's what I think of when when I hear marketing is like, how much marketing is it really worth it? Like, are people really gonna buy someone's shirt because of their nationality or because the guy's good looking? It's not even the shirt it's though. Not, it's not even like it probably doesn't move the the the, the little tick. I believe it much. does. I believe it does personally, it and I only believe I need jersey sales is is what people say all the time. I think that's a, the smallest sliver on the pie. It's the social media. It's the the national media. It's it's like the exposure that you will get now in a new country, and I see it all the time. Like before Mohamed Salah ever stepped in, in into Anfield, how many Egyptians were following Liverpool? How many fans did he create for light for life now? Because Mo Salah is an Egyptian legend, the best ever possibly to come from Africa I'm, to play. You know, in and, Liverpool. And I'm, I'm, I'm a cynical person, so as soon as he leaves. They they'll all leave. I'm sure a good percentage of those <laughs> will leave, and I'm, and and you're right. I'm sure a good. Per, I'm sure. A, that's a small example though, and I'm, that's like but, a, one of the best. But Salah, right? To to your point is is messy to Egyptians. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there, there's not anyone that's ever been anywhere near what Salah has been in Egypt. Like nowhere fucking close at all. 
I, I don't know if you can think of a name. <laughs> no, no. It, when you're talking about importance to our, our nation is one thing. As far as skill level, it's not close. No, for we're, sure. we're, yeah, no. But uh, my, on, on both on both sides of that coin, well, Salah is the best and is the most important. Let me tell you ever. now, and I've told you this before, Christian Pulisic is our best player ever. I know that's always going to be sour in, in six years. It's going to be common knowledge. I believe, but look, he's one of our best ever. If he goes to a team, the the hype is real, and it's crazy because now it's other guys too, like Brendan Aronson, who have their cult following, and there's also people in the states who identify with Hershey, Pennsylvania, or Medford, New Jersey, or mm-hmm. Santa Clara, California, who suddenly are Leeds fans. And by the way, the partnership that they have done with the 49ers brilliant as far as marketing yeah yeah it's stupid like the ecuador mexico game was played at levi's and sinisterra uh the player for colombia that scored plays for leeds so they did like a cool little um you know leeds 49ers colombia mock-up it it was cool but those opportunities for marketing are valuable i believe and i think it can it can it can definitely uh, affect football and the business and i think that's something that's important it's it's a factor. Let me tell it you is. this though, for like, say if it's a French player, in in a Fr- if it's a French player, we don't give a fuck. There's French players in every team in the world, damn near, or Brazilians or Argentines. France is the biggest factory right they now. They don't they don't need to do any of that. I'm sorry, like of the smaller countries, the marketing is is crazy, bro. It's it's different. It is. <laughs> you have to you have, you do have to Brother, consider it. Imagine this: if an Indian footballer ever becomes halfway decent. The amount of jersey sales Bro. he's gonna have is nine billion, like off the rip. And that, and yeah, and that's 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 the most extreme case. Yeah, yeah but. and then we're, we're talking about a very extreme case because, <laughs> because that culture doesn't really follow football like that. No, you'll and, be surprised. And we can, and we can look at uh, Ming Sun as an example as well. Like, yeah, like similar to Salah, but uh, I, I think in the case of the U.S., you know, Mexico and stuff, I don't know. I'm not sold. Do you think there are, there are more Mexican Wolves fans than there were prior to Raul? There, there are more Mexicans wearing Wolves jerseys. Well, surely a, and, a, a certain plot of them will, will maybe always be enamored by that club. And, okay, and what value does that bring to a transfer? Oh, well, it's it's um it's or media. Or to, or we forget them. media viewership, followers, but mostly like TV TV revenue. As well as, you know, jersey sales, which probably will be, like, it's all a combination. There, I'm, I'm, sure, I'm sure there's, like, deep analytics that clubs themselves have on it. Yeah. Um, as a fan and as, like, just a casual commenter on it, I don't, I'm not quite, I'm not quite sold on it. It's not a, an absolute, like, like for, but it's a progression uh, thing. It's, like, it's not like, oh, suddenly we're marketing gods. But it's it's a bigger it's a bigger uh, guacamole but, on my chip. But you know? I will say, I will say that that uh, I think it maybe certifies the player a bit more. Like yeah, that like, too. You, you, can, you can come in. It's a combination. Say, you yeah. can say that that you know all this marketing, but like if you have to sell me this hard on the player, then okay, that means that we really want him. You know, you know like he's actually good. When Chicharo went to Real Madrid, you know the sales were crazy. Like yeah. you know, it, it it must have been mental. I mean, I remember because I wasn't, I was like uh, aware of football, but I wasn't following it as closely as today. But 
I remember hella people suddenly wearing Madrid kits. Like, like oh shit! Like that was a good year for Madrid kits too. They had a dragon out the yeah Fuck, out the man. woodworks. Yeah, it was it was uh, and at that time you guys had like Hamas and Isco was prime and it was just a, a good moment. But like I'm saying, like that that's another great marketing. Uh, yeah, the thing I the thing the, where I want to get is is well for for like the nationality of my players and U.S. players is that I don't want that to be like like an add-on. I want it to be oh oh he's Mexican he's American we like that's why we have to get him. yeah yeah how many fucking Brazilians and Argentinians are they don't are do there? it they Dude, don't do it like, and you see it more but you see it more now it's like. Oh, he's Argentine. He 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 gets a place when we know he's not fucking. Good. That's the thing, though. Giovanni like, Los Celso, are you really telling me he's fucking good? He's not good. Man. Out of, but out of all of the European players, I mean European players, I mean players that play in Europe, the percentage of Argentines is vast. The per, the percentage of Brazilians is vast. The percentage of Americans isn't. The percentage of Mexicans isn't. So that's significant as, and this is and just putting the X harder. with the Ys. Yeah, it's very difficult, but there's there's some nice success stories here and there, you know. And Antonio Valencia at United, like that's a very niche market they tapped into, and and I bet you if there's one majorly supported club in Venezuela, it's Manchester United, and I'll I'll put my money on that. And and that's just because of one player that's maybe wasn't even significant in the history I'm, of United. I'm sure that has a big part of it. I'm sure. And and it's crazy, but and then but that's you, and I'm making say that like in most countries. I'm naming United. best case scenarios, by the way. There's other ones that yeah. are insignificant. And, and, but Valencia did happen to be like um he ended up being a, a United legend, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's really good. He's really good. He, Although he I feel like he's it. he's underlooked though by by a lot of the Forget United faithful him. because the, you know they obviously have Gary Neville and. You know all these guys, but it's like Antonio Valencia was really, really good he was in that era. Time. He won everything. He was durable. Yeah. Yeah. He. he, he just gonna, a pro. It's gonna be just like underrated, but yeah, no, I, I think I, I think when we talk about the, that sort of thing, it's um, there, there's a lot of there's a lot to it. It's not just one thing, but really, we want our country or our countrymen to. To not have to consider all that. Yeah, I'd like, love for we, them just we, to be chosen to, for to how be, good they are, you know? Yeah, but when you see fucking Mateus Cunha getting a ton of time at, at Atletico Madrid, he's there because he's Brazilian. It's, if he's it's Ghana- a tough if one. He's, if he's Ghanaian, Ghanese <laughs> or something. There's going to be... It, this reminds me of like a lot of the conversation around affirmative action, too, people have. Because it's like, well... We need, we need a, a like a certain amount of Brazilians on our team. Is yeah, that and that's... <laughs> well, that and then... But also, it's like, oh, well, this minority is only in this class because there's only about a 1% of them that even apply to this course because they're not smart enough. So he just got chosen because he had to. Like, there was no other choice. Whereas... A lot of white folk really have to work hard to even make some of the classes or the demographics to get approved to go to a school per se, right? So, like, people look at it that way as well, you know? When it's like, oh, he's only in here because he's this. I don't I don't necessarily agree with that, personally. Um, but, you know, I, I think... Well, uh, that's a different sentiment than to just signing a player because they're Brazilian. But it's, it's basically just choosing a player... No, that's for them, that's for, that, for them. It's like well, we got a, we we got this player uh, and he's Brazilian, so he must be good. I, I, that's that's how I take it. It's 
and then usually they are by the way because i always i always give you the counter of that i'm like mateos cunha starting for mexico and the united states is he hell yeah hell yeah i think so if we had look if we had an american playing at atletico we'd be stupid hype. you're saying that based on the fact that he is where he is but he is where he is because he's brazilian I don't. I, I don't he believe hasn't that. shown me anything that he's good. I don't where believe that. He, where was he before Atletico? I'm, I, I'm like, I'm testing you on that. No, I, I don't. I have no clue. He's he's still like relatively young in his career. I mean, I could I could name you other players, but you know, he's a system guy. I'm not. I'm just saying he can probably play the system than most Americans play it better than most uh, Mexicans. Like, that's just the truth. And and let me tell you, the percentage of finding a player that can play like that. In Brazil, is much higher than Mexico. It's much higher than the U.S. We don't produce talents like that. I, I'm sorry, I, I, but he's not a big talent. But he like like he's a he's a tadpole in the Brazilian pool. In our pool, he's a big fish. He's a shark. He's a big dog. Dude, I don't know, dude, man. He's not. He's well, not. Like objectively speaking, he's not. He's it, not that. Good. It's like me saying it's like me saying like Wagner Love or Fred. Those guys weren't good. No, that's a different era. But like Funes Mori, he's not even being looked at by Argentina, by Mexico. Let's rush the paperwork, expedite it. That's yeah. that's just the truth. Yeah, that's just he, the truth. Yeah, and and Jimenez. Jimenez is his good. Day, on his day was way better than whatever Funes Mori was offered. I wouldn't say way. That's that. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's better. better. He's comfortably better, but not way better. Like he's way better. We we forget that Raúl Jiménez had many quiet seasons in Europe. It was until he found the right team when the goal started coming, and he was really good. But longevity wise, oh, he also played Atletico by the way, and and didn't yeah. sc- barely scored goals there. I mean, it, it was. I I'd be surprised if he even got to double digits, uh, but he was injured or on loan. Cunha, as it stands, oh, is still in single digits. He's not a striker, though. He is a striker. He's no. He's, a striker. he's more of a midfielder. He's a striker. But he, I Cunha bet you, is a striker. I bet you he I has. Thinking of Lodi. I bet you he has more goals than Jimenez, anyways. So I mean, and this is for a team that doesn't score much. Uh, but yeah, and and you know, I'm not gonna say he's he's bad though, just because he's Brazilian, he got on the team. I think he's good enough. I think I think <laughs> that carries a big value. And maybe maybe you're downplaying it, but I think then I ask the, myself the why why are players like Haaland making it to where they are? We're not going for them because he's Norwegian. He's just really good. You earn it. You don't. You how don't. Many, you know, how many good Norwegians do you know? Odegaard, right? Damsgaard. Oh, I mean, th- yeah. There's there's not many, not, but yeah. you have to be good, right? And you have to be. Yeah, and it, but now if we go Mbappe, it's like oh, he's only good because he's French. He's only good. He's only getting like big mm-hmm. offers because he's French. No, well, no. There are some players that you that we we think of highly. Yeah, because but they are. there's tons of them in, getting, in France. There are tons of them. Point. Yeah, we're getting to the point with France, but Brazil because they've been doing it for and Argentina. Say Maximin isn't even making the national team. For example, he walks into so many teams. Okay. but uh, it's like crazy. But, yeah, no, yeah, t- totally. And, and I agree with, with in that instance, but. I mean, Cunha as an example, he, he's like you're picking one of the lower end Brazilians. There's way yeah, better. You but, saw but how many he, you have. He's on a fucking top team. That's why I pick on him. But, well, but I also yeah. said Los Celso earlier. How many like Brazilian players are at top teams? There's tons, man, in every team. They're everywhere. Because they're that good, though, I think. Sometimes. Uh-huh. Sometimes. I agree that, that smaller minorities are not going to get that same opportunity, but it's only because there's so little of them. Yeah, they have a smaller sample size. And that's and the I thing. Understand, but, but I also understand why. I mean, <laughs> and, and this is like in a much lower level. If Cabral 
didn't come from PSG. El Cabral came from fucking, like I said earlier, Ghana, Nigeria. One, he's not getting the DP contract, right? Two, is he getting all the playing time that he does? Is he getting all the leeway that he gets? No. So in your in your in your analogy with the French, mm-hmm. yeah, you, you get you get special treatment because of that fact. But there's also like for every story that you point to like that, there are success stories like Tatis Castellano getting bought out from Colmebol team in Sudamerica, Argentina. People are like, oh well, this guy he's only getting chosen to New York City because he's Argentine. He hasn't even worked hard for it. Goes to MLS, kills it. Now he's playing in Spain, looking decent. I think you earn it. I know. I know well, the common denominator well, is your Argentine. Well, but. That, that's one where, you, like, that's a come up. That's one where you kind of build yourself up. But I feel like we wouldn't be giving him the benefit of the maybe, doubt on, I mean, on his maybe, way there. Maybe he could have. I mean, where did he come from? I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I don't know his history. I I forget. I I don't know if I want to say river or or racing. But um, it's another guy that I, or Independiente is it? I forget, man. Uh, I, I'm pretty sure it wasn't Boca, though. That's for sure. Oh, he came from Chile. Mm. So, like, uh, by the time he got to New York, which, to be fair, was in 2018, he was fucking 18 years old. He only had four professional goals to his name. Yeah. Uh, so we'd really from, be saying, like, from 23, he's, he's here because he's Argentine. We'd from, say. For 20, from 23 games. That's so his bad. professional career started in 2017. He signed to uh, NYCFC in 2018. Uh, 23 games in that time span. Four goals. Uh, and he only had and he had zero goals in the, in the Argentina national youth teams. So you're saying that he only got there because he's I, Argentine? I'm not saying that. No, I'm not saying that. I, 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 I just find that... You said that. I, I find that kind of surprising that they... Yeah. they the NYCFC gave him that opportunity, but in 109 games, he scored 50 goals with with New York. And and guys like, for example, I guess to keep it more local, um, Alan Pulido, barn burner in Mexico, goes to to the U.S. and, and can barely hit a barn door. I mean, but well, that, that was like on at the end of his career, or it, like the it, end of his. It's just a case where, like, I feel like we can't just minimize it to that. Sure, maybe there's instances of that, but to reduce it to that, I don't think it's fair. Because you could have easily said that. Opportunity is, is a huge thing. If you're a New York City fan, you would have been saying the same thing. Like, bro, he's only scored four goals. I swear, they're just going for him because he's Argentine. Well, he comes here and he, he sets, like, team records and, and now he's playing in Europe. I think sometimes it's actually off merit. And there's more guys who have that ability in those nations, for example. I mean... I don't know. It's 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 tricky, man. But I know we've already gone on for a while on this. Is the marketing yeah. aspe- aspect? I think it's significant, but it's not it's not definitive. That's my, I guess, uh, summary of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we we all have our perspectives, right? Yeah, of course. It's not. Yeah, it's not definitive. Yeah, but anyway, back to Prem <laughs> because because that's where we deviated from. Oh yeah. Prem, um, Liverpool. Oh, Southampton versus Everton. Nil nil. Yeah, I can I can see that. I see goose eggs. West Ham versus Wolves. Wow, both teams have been disappointing. Yeah. Uh, West Ham just stinking a, up the joint. A fucking abomination. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll take a draw on that one. I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. One one. Yeah. And then on Sunday, 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 Sunday. Ooh. <laughs> you know, if you thought Arsenal, Tottenham was going to be the best derby of the weekend, you were wrong, son. It's Manchester City versus Manchester United. Um. I'm not trying to be a contrarian. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to piss you off. <laughs> I think that United are going to win. Yeah. No, I mean it's very possible. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised by it. I'll take a two-one. Fair play. Well, um, you have a four-nil. No, no, I have like a maybe like a three-one, four-one. Oh, I okay. think United are are skilled enough to get a goal on us. It's inevitable. But I think we have we have too much meat for their defense, man. They can't fuck with us. Too much girth? Yeah, because even once we bring on our subs, like, you got to answer for that too, you know? But Anthony, man. Anthony. He's good. He's Woo! he's good, but um, I don't Rashford. I don't think his role is, is uh, definitive. Yeah, and, and they're sat at fifth currently. I, I'm not too worried about them. <laughs> However, they have improved. They have improved. Uh, you know, it looks like they're finding some it form. Seems like the Ten Hag ball is uh, slowly creeping up. Yeah, it is. It is. And and until they beat a big club, uh, I know Ar- Arsenal was the first one. They needed, you know, keep it going. They beat. They beat the first place team. Yeah, the current first place team, not the defending champs though. There's levels. I'd well, be I mean, surprised. I'd be surprised, other honestly. Other teams have beat first place champs, right? Yeah. Uh, Crystal Palace did it twice last year. We would have lost the league if it was like a cup tourney, but thankfully it's not. That's the thing, though. Anything could happen. But I'm going to go with City just because they're the better team, I feel. Oh, yeah. That's, I, think, I that's, think that's that's just question. me being that's rational. Yeah, that's, that's me being rational. But I'm also a fan of the team. Yeah, why why yeah, would yeah, I say no, United? Yeah. <laughs> Starting there, but you know, hey, I mean, Ollie Gunner Soakshire, you know, he he smacked us up a few times. I guess it got it could happen for sure. Well, Ollie didn't. The team did. Well, I mean, well, if if we're give giving too much credit to managers, we gotta give I, we I, gotta I, give. I think that's one thing that also that that bothers me. We give way too much credit to managers. You gotta give credit to the chef. the The meat might be perfect, but the chef is the one that's cooking it. He's the one who decides who goes on the field. He the, he's the one who decides what tactics are being employed. Yeah. Maybe yeah. maybe Ali doesn't have the tactical, uh, you know, man, man, you know, the manipulation that your Pep or your Conte or Tuchel or Klopp might have. And I agree with you on that, but. And and it did piss me off when people are like he outclassed Pep. I'm like no, he he just happened to really plan well for him. Or the team showed up. That or, too. That or too. There's mistakes. This and that. Football like, is like wild. You can, when when you watch a match, you know tactically which team is better. I think I and, yeah. How many times have we seen? Have we said X team should have beat X team? A lot of times. white team. A lot of times. Because but the perspective's different depending on who you're a fan of, I feel. Well, I mean, if you're if you're operating on that fucking Twitter bullshit, like, yeah. But but the better... T- you can tell who the better team is. But does the better team always get the result? Mm-hmm. I don't think no, so. And that's not. and that's my point. And, and, like, and yeah, and, that, and that's what you're saying. is like, oh, he, he beat, you know, so-and-so. No, no, that's not how it happened. That's not how it happened. Well, that's... that's and, the, and that's when we give... Managers too much credit because the no, players on the pitch are the ones that are the points are definitive. The win is definitive. I'm gonna give them their credit because 
That's that's the you, truth. Yeah, no matter yeah, who deserved it, it more. It registers towards them, but yeah, the no, players play, man. No matter who deserved it more, because Mancini got all the way to a final, and we could say he didn't deserve he it. He can be tactically set up perfectly, but in the end, the players have to play. And the players are going to get more recognition from me than... Yeah, than and, and, and sometimes, like, I feel like for as much as we give the managers too much credit, we also sometimes let, let the players off the hook, too. Because you are right. It's up to them on the pitch. And, and, it, and if I they're agree. not... And, so it's, it's a two-way street, but I, I'm just saying from the perspective of us being a complete team... And a team that has been managed by the yeah, same manager is a complete team. And, and and a team that has been managed by the same manager for years. It's it's just we're we're really set in stone. I feel you know that's why yeah. I'm confident about yeah, this. Yeah, but yeah. stranger things have happened. Complete team. You know, I I expected United to beat Brentford. I mean, not Brentford. Was it was it Brentford? It was Brentford. Yeah, I expected a win, but you know, football can be tricky. Well, I, I, I guess at that point in time, Brentford was playing better. Be honest. Yeah, well, Brentford right. is um, Leeds versus good. Aston Villa. Yeah, I'm gonna give that one to Leeds. Leeds, 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 Leeds. Leeds. Yeah, same here. I think <laughs> they're a very good team, coached by an American. And uh, on Monday, uh, Leicester versus Nottingham Forest. Oh, nice little uh, derby. Let me, let me tell you. Oh. We don't care. Oh, it's a derby. I Le- Leicester, man. That's that's shit on my boot. I don't want to talk about Leicester. Uh, I guess I'll try to go in with a little bit of more respect for both clubs. One who is recently promoted and and Leicester who is a Premier League champion. Uh, How long ago? I mean, in this decade, like, you know, just relatively. Um, you know, I, I think this is a good game. I think... Uh, James Madison, he's kind of turning a, cur- a corner right now. Harvey Barnes. He's not. He's you not. know, he's he's looking like he's he's good. I mean, James Madison already has three goals, man. Six matches. That's half a goal. Scored, I think he scored two goals in one game. And his expected goal ratio, he's out shooting it. So let's start there. Well, that goes to show where the goals are concentrated. Well. No, you, let's operate in reality. Uh, Lester have been very, very unimpressive. And we'll talk about this when 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 Ernie comes on because he's unforgiving in his takes. Yeah, and he's an actual fan, I, and I put that in air quote. Whoa! I don't know how hard of a fan you can be of Leicester, really. If you're not from Leicester, or haven't been supporting them for ten years or so. Yeah, that's like that, to me. That's like an LAFC fan. Um, but they've been super disappointing. Their their midfield is basically non-existent. Rogers out. Their defense sucks. Their keeper horrible. Rogers out. The, the only shining lights are 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 Madison and Barnes, and they haven't really showed up. Yeah, no. I mean, what's new? I told you this last year, but they were better last year. But Leicester, what they do have is they have the veteran in Jamie Vardy. Who for the big games and this That's is a okay. derby, I just could see him having a cool game. Well, uh, maybe we'll see his corpse. I'm gonna take a one nil, Leicester City. Come on, you foxes, let's have it, I'm boys. I'm gonna take a one one. And and if it, and, and and if Leicester loses, I think even if they draw, I think Rodgers is out. I don't know. They should have done it by now, but I guess that that might not happen. It's it's a totally terrible idea to fire manager within the season. Chelsea did it, but they went for a fucking stud. Chelsea do it. 
They did, and they went for a study, boy. Yeah, but like, but this is not new for Chelsea. They they do this. It's like their mo. Modus operandi. Um, I don't know. I, I fucking Rogers out. I'm Rogers out. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody is, man. At this point, everybody. This point, I think they have so. to win. If they don't win, Rogers out. I, I but, truly believe yeah. if they don't win, they're gonna. I, fire I believe they won't because like they should have done it by now. I, I'm starting to believe there's a clause of some sort. I'm oh, 100%. At one point, you have to bite you, the bullet. You know, you know what Lester will benefit from. And Sean Dyche. You know, like, listen, this this is the bottle talk, speaking things into existence again. Let me let me whirl up my spirit. Yeah, bomb. Joao Cancelo to Madrid. Uh, no, no, no. We like I if I'm predicting things, I'm not talking about things that are for sure gonna happen. But uh, uh Hey, we could survive. Alright, alright, so so this is this is gonna happen. Lester are gonna hire Maurizio Pochettino. Uh Damn, that'd be cool though. I wouldn't I wouldn't mind that. That's gonna happen. That'd be the second failure at a Premier League title they hire. Um. Well, let's be real. Whoa. Nah, 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 nah. But I like, I like Pochettino. That'd be, that'd be sick. That would be like them in fantasy land. I think realistically, I I could see them getting dice, but Pochettino would be dope as fuck. No, I think Lester. You think Lester's cheap ass? But they don't want to spend though. They haven't. Their transfer window was as dry as a cactus. If they're gonna decide to fire Brendan Rodgers. Off of the money that they've made, off the yada, strength, yada yada. Off of who? Lester, I think, didn't really capitalize on what they were for the last. So from the time they won the title to like five years, so which I don't know how long it's been, like two years now. Simon. They didn't capitalize and keep themselves as that team. I considered them that, but I think little by little they've fallen off from that. Just based on the players that they've let go. And they're going to probably let go of, of a few more players in the next year or so. But you get Pochettino and maybe, maybe, maybe things can be straightened up a little bit. Pochettino has to go. You don't want to go for a Sean Dyche type character. But I, I'm seeing him more as like a caretaker manager. But, I mean, if Poch was available, hell yeah. Poch I, is available. I just don't know if he'd, if he'd want to stoop down to rock bottom, you know, and be like... I think I think Lester are in a better position... Oh, I don't know. I, I couldn't say that confidently. Would but he have to, like... similar position now than when he took over Tottenham. He'd, he'd probably have to give the owner, like, a handy manny to even get, like, 20 mil for a guy. No, the owner will have to give him a handy manny. To even who, take the who, job? Who is in a good position right now? Like like I said earlier, who are the available managers? There's none. There's none. Say if Liverpool sacked Klopp, should they go for Poach? Ah, uh, nah, nah. That's that's too soon. That's, that, that's I'm getting that's ahead of myself. That's, I'm getting that's ahead. too soon, but that's the next best thing. Eesh. There's not a lot of good managers available. Not like not really well known. Tuca Ferretti? Well, why not go for La Volpe? Fucking hell. Oh, no, no. Pochettino has to be the next Leicester manager. All right, well. I'm speaking into existence. I would like that. I would like that. I'm not against it. I'm just saying. I'm speaking into existence. I don't want to get. Let's run that by Ernie. I don't want to. No, yeah. I think he would love that. that, No, yeah. That's going to get the Leicester Mm -hmm. fans wet. And I don't. 
I don't think um, I wouldn't hang my hat on. They it. don't deserve it because I, I have to be clear, and I've said this many times. Fuck Lester. Not, but they're cool. They're cool. They're, I mean, they're a Cinderella. They don't deserve it. They don't deserve it. But but Pochettino's going to be made available to them, and that's going to be their reality. And good for them, because they're going to be a pain in the ass after that. Shortly after that, because it's going to be growing pain. Yo. Yeah, well, that would be cool. I'm not going to be against it. Uh, but that was the final match of the match week. Uh, we do have Champions League on Tuesday. Oh, for fuck's sake. Yeah, um, I guess yeah. I'll start it off. We have Bayern against uh, Victoria Pitsen. Um, I would, uh, yeah, Munich 5-0. Uh, the next one's really good. I like this one. Marseille, Sporting, Portugal. Portugal. I'll take Marseille. I think I think uh, Sporting have been impressive though, but Here I'm just taking. In Portugal, we have no. one no. rule, and if you don't like it, you can get off the bus, and that is Cristiano Ronaldo is the best. I'll be like, man, shit, man, suck my. <laughs> nah, <laughs> get a cat. nah, but you're not wrong. But that'd be a good one. I I think it's a very close match, but I'll I'll just tip Marseille just because I'm a little biased, like Lynn. Um, R.I.P. Next match is very it's very a spicy one too as well. Ajax Napoli. <sighs> oh, oh. Edson Alvarez contra Chucky Lozano. Oh, see that breaks. Dos compatriotas. Uh, uh, two Vuelto enemigos. Two two. That's nice. That would be entertaining. I think the the fans will love it. All right. So uh, next match up in the. Championes, championes. Oh fuck. Um, Milan uh, Internazionale, Milan versus Bar- Barcelona. Barca. Oh, let me tell you something, man. Beating uh, Inter is not for everybody. We do it. I don't know. If, you know. No, it's, I don't know. Barca can do it. Should be doable. It's not easy. It's not easy, but they it are missing a lot of key players. That they are, but I, that second unit. I mean, and the most important player is available, and that's Lewandowski. Le- Lewandowski. Yeah, he's really good. Really that, good. That, he, no, that he, Polish player, he he just knows how to put it in the back of the net. That's the name dog. of the game. Name of the game. The but, Polish uh, dog. But I will. I won't discount some of the players that Inter have. Uh, and their potential winner of their own league. The Congolese Belgian nightmare Lukaku. And uh, Lautaro, El Toro, Lautaro, yeah, he's, um, you know, they're 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 good. They're not to be reckoned with. Not to mention, they got some some other really good players in in the midfield. Um, I think I'm forgetting the guy's name. Brozovic. Brozovic. Uh, I want to say Berardi or something like that. Oh, uh, Barella. Barella. Nico nice. Barella. I mean, they're okay. They're okay. Nice. Damn, man, I know those tickets cost like a fucking ticket. But, um. The big ticket. Yeah, we're watching. Those parents? No. There's no way. No way. No way in hell. No way in hell, brother. Unless. Unless. No, never mind. But, yeah, uh, I guess that was the the last notable game of of that day. And then, um. Uh, Manchester City versus uh, Copenhagen. Um, yeah, yeah, that's uh, that should be light work. That should be. Mm. 
Yeah, I'll take a three piece. Aww. Extra wet. Like, all like that. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, that's Copenhagen, man. Like, man. I'm sorry. Stick to the architecture or whatever y'all are good at, man. Because, sorry, mate. That, that it would be kind of cool though, cause like it would be. They're uh, good at they're good at socialism. They're good at public health care. Public. They're good at yeah democracy. They're, they're they're good at caring about their people. Yeah, but I I feel like Erling Haaland's gonna take this one like serious, you know, cause it's like a Nordic country and, you know, there's a point to prove that Norwe- Norwegian Danish rivalry. I'm sure it exists. Exactly. Uh, but you uh, know, Fordham. Yeah. Totally, totally. Uh, next match that I'd want to guess, I guess highlight. Well, Sevilla versus Dortmund. That one's good. Yeah, I was gonna reference that one. I think the Chelsea Milan one is pretty oh, good too. Oh, that's pretty cool. I like that one. Oh, uh, I like that. I like that. pretty evenly, pretty evenly pretty matched. Even. Although Chelsea probably is, is a little better on paper, but I don't know, man. Giroud coming back home against his former club. Would love to see him just absolutely put the beats on them. Not to mention Fikayo Tomori. I'll take uh, Milan 2-1. Wow. Um, yeah, I'll agree. Goal from Teo Hernandez. Damn. And he scores quite cool often. Back. Yeah, oh, he scores quite often. It's crazy. I do. I, 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 I realize that. Um, and then my, the other guy that's scoring, I think it's called Obi Giroud. I guess I and Rafael Leal assist. He's a he's a danger and a pre pre assist for for me, for added measure. But yeah, can, we can't forget Sevilla Dortmund. That's a good one as well. Kind of even teams, although Dortmund aren't at their best at the moment. Tragic news again with Sebastian Haller. We hope his progress is going well. Wait, what happened with him? Uh, testicular cancer. No, I well I know he's getting treated for it. Oh yeah, yeah, he's no. not available. Oh. But I'm saying he would have been really oh, good in this okay, game. I see. Well, uh, yeah, you know, earlier I was thinking of, like, what a crazy group stage he had last year. Yeah, yeah, he, he was turning heads. Yeah, he was, he, he scored a lot. He scored, I think, 10 goals or 11 goals, something like that. Yeah, and we can't forget Madrid against Shakhtar, <sighs> hoping Man. that they can get the shock result. Well, hopefully there's no shock, because uh, we're on pace to have our best start to a season in, in a long time. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't anticipate us. Losing, but you know it happens. Yeah, yeah. Not against Shakhtar, though, man. I don't want to lose our perfect record against them. I don't but, even want to draw. I need we. I need that win, yeah. son. But this time last year, Sheriff really uh, just kind of stole one under your nose. Well, they're in rare territory for last season. Yeah, they're amongst the best last season. Yeah, but that didn't stop anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know you heard about that. Yeah, I did. Um, and yeah, that wraps it up pretty much for the significant games, I think. Yeah. Um, anything else? No, I, I think that's everything. Uh, yeah. All I right. Guess, well, uh, yeah. That's two guys, two mics, two pints. It's been more than two pints. I have to. I have to admit it for the first time ever. It's been more. Yeah. More than two pints, but you'll never know. All right, everybody, take care of your chickens. We'll see you.